go. Here we go. Everybody put your bike in gear. Turn your phones off. Turn your phones off. As soon as I picked it up. As we get ready to go with another incredible episode of Winners Take Y'all. Kevin Kelly right here. That's John Watkins directly across from me to my right. John, hit another fireball right now. Drink it, Sonny. So good. When it hits the lips. Hits the lips. It burns. So good. Lincoln is up here, my dog. And uh, Christina's not mowing the grass. She already did it earlier. And I told her that's about the way it's supposed to go down. We Get ain't that. having no guests up no. here with the grass not freshly no. mowed. Nick Blackman, fresh from Tampa, like got up at two thirty this morning, went there, did some business. Is that where you fly from? No, Fort Lauderdale. I mean, I'm like Tampa. Just go call with it. it South Florida. It's, so, <laughs> it's fucking whatever. South Florida. It's all the same. <laughs> whatever. So this hey. is winners take y'all. Uh, Tonight's guest is Damon Bradshaw, the beast from the east. He is out uh, testing trophy trucks somewhere in America, terrorizing uh, turtles that are probably on the endangered list and doesn't give a shit, yep. just shooting them things all the way back it to the state line. Them 790, it don't matter. Horsepower. We just roost a turtle to another county. It that way matter. they're not they're transplanted. Yes. here anymore. Get them out of here. Yeah, we're Get them out of here. You're in the desert, he's turtle. helping. You're a turtle in the desert. Like, what are you doing here? Send that turtle to the other side of the desert, and that way this part's safe. Yeah, we're not are there turtles, turtles in the here. desert, really? That's what I'm saying. I like, don't know. It shouldn't be. Like, they're supposed to be near water and stuff, right? I think. They look all dried out and nasty, though. <laughs> yeah, I can tell so, you that much. They look like so, so he's our prehistoric. Guest. We're still drying out from Loretta's. Are you dried out? Pretty much. Feet, all the... I had what, what do they call that? Like toe rot or whatever they call yeah. it back like from Vietnam. Swamp foot. Yeah. Swamp. Something like that. You got to change your socks. It's Every day. Sure. Every day you You're change your feet. Trenches, son. You change Take care your, of your socks. feet. That was one thing Joey never did. He just did not. Same tennis shoes, have been what socks, did he, jeans. Lost Loretta's. toes. Turned black. Like did he, you see I was anybody? like, Joey, did you climb Everest? No, I was at Loretta's. <laughs> Why are your toes so black, man? <laughs> I didn't change my socks and shoes. Did you see anybody in blue jeans at Loretta's? Hell yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah. Barry Higgins was in long pants. Why? There's a difference in long pants and blue jeans. Yeah. Yes, I, oh, I I'm sure. I'm quite sure. I mean, they make the cool. guys running the equipment were definitely running some of that. That's standard loader operator. Well, they're farmer yeah. guys. They, yeah. they got long sleeves. I and... got boots with no shoestrings, blue jeans. That's how you yeah. run. You can't run equipment without that. No, they'll stop boots you with no shoestrings? Yeah, slip on. Boots. Spr- they're called slip ons. My God. So they're either a farmer or a rapper. One of the two. <laughs> Yeah, what 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 are Farmers all the rappers rapper, wear? They probably got shoes. Timberlands. 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 They yeah, I tried to go to the track and working on things. My brother's like, "What are you doing in some Timberlands <laughs> out of the track?" If your hat was on straight, I had some Timberlands when I was some a red, kid, right before it was cool. Like it was, I had a, I didn't know what. Did they you were. work in them? No, my dad bought them for to go. <laughs> They're hunt. supposed to make your dad look bought, like you. Where did he? Where did your dad go to buy Timberlands? Barnes Hardware. Barnes Hardware in Mabel. Yeah. So Timberlands started as a actual work boot it company. Really yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. Normal. Boot they were hunting boots, and it was like the best hunting boots you could and then, buy. Before like, it became the preferred. Too short got a hold of them. And the preferred that was, that was yeah, where yeah, drive-by shootings. Right, yeah, that, that is the preferred drive-by shooting boot. <laughs> no doubt. Still toe, you can kick the face in of whoever it is <laughs> you want to kill. When you're mowing down the comp, and you've all got to have your Timberlands on. <laughs> yep. That'd make yeah. a nice commercial. Sure. Absolutely. Well, Drive-bys. so many people wear them that they'll never identify you from the tracks. Boom. That's right. Nine hundred dollars. The Timberlands. The same. They're like, the same. oh, we got it nailed down to everybody. Everybody. <laughs> hey, one time I got robbed and I had just put some fresh sand. They on stole the little, your Timberlands on Man. the little beach area. No, and I saw the footprints in the fresh sand that I had just delivered. I got him, and I knew who it was. And it was, was a guy it? that I had fired, and he had these tiny feet oh, with man. the same boot prints as me. 
because I bought the boots for him. And I'm like, dude, look at these tiny feet, man. You think a kid robbed me? And then they're, I, it's like the gears start clicking. I go, no, I know who robbed me. I know me. who that is. That's I son. know who stole me. And this is when I had it was the that landscape elf business. that was working for us. Son of a gun. He's magically delicious. <laughs> Is that an elf? What is that? What's a, yeah, that's a, a leprechaun? leprechaun. A leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, it's just lucky charms. I mean, you got to have your lucky charms, son. You Get your elf shit lined if up. If you're going to hey. fire somebody, you need to know if they're hey, a midget yeah, or a leprechaun are, uh, or an elf. elf. <laughs> Little people in your brain are all filed in the same <laughs> box. <That> is, <laughs> look how cereal. racist. He's racist down to elves. And I'm not. I just love cereal. That was cereal. a little people. Really overgeneralization. Oh. <laughs> wow. Hey, the least. Hey, you little thief. Get hey, here. Whichever group like feels their superior is like man don't be grouping us with the elves dude yeah, <laughs> yeah what if the little dude's like hey man guatemalan what are you talking, <laughs> what are you about? talking about i don't do tile work what are you talking about jerk it's so true man like, oh man. it's so true i don't know what the pegging order of of Short below people. normal sized people are but you got to believe the <laughs> the hispanics from south of the border yeah, feel like they're Shaquille O'Neal. Don't be, don't be lumping I, us in there. Well, that's why I said we're not Guatemalans because right. Mexicans are taller than Guatemalans typically. You have, and you'll know like, because you've hired. You've I had a do bunch know because I've had hundreds, but he's had them. Me. He's only here the way yes. he talks about them. <laughs> Jesus, and they man. pick the cotton. I mean, I don't <laughs> what know what year is done. this? Good. I don't know, but anyway, they were they did dislike each other, and one group don't call was us this, taller, don't call us yeah. that. Yeah. The Guatemalans did not want to be Mexicans. The Mexicans. Uh, anytime I call my wife, you know what? You know what? You're she goes, uh, excuse me, we are Puerto Rican. Like, Puerto Rican. Yeah, don't, I don't, am Puerto don't, Rican. Don't lump us in with all them. So. Wasn't that what Ricky Ricardo was? Uh, uh, was yeah. he Puerto Rican? Rican? He might have been Cuban. Cuban, yes. So you did it again. See? <laughs> <laughs> you know, God. if I ain't from around Man, here. You're I making just... <laughs> redheaded white dudes look <laughs> bad. <laughs> you ain't from around and here. And I'm redheaded and white. And I'm, don't get me lumped in with these dudes, John. I'm going to get beat up next There's time. There's no hatred. Somewhere. That's the thing, man. I mean, just because no, one love, dude that robbed me ain't Lucky Charms, <laughs> you know, it ain't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> what like, the hell? Lucky just Charms happened? are delicious, man. I don't John's about to pound the second fireball. He ain't had but one. Was Do he? I ain't, don't don't stop yeah. now. Hey, I'm putting the lid back on. It's was the guy good. making your cereal, or was he? <laughs> made, or was he the group of the guys you had that were building toys? Right. I don't. I mean, that's how we separate. Cereal, son. I <laughs> yeah, got people it, for that. Was he doing tile in your bathroom? Like, what was happening? The guy or was he building toys? Yeah. Was he? Because we're trying to figure out if he was. An, an elf, elf a, a leprechaun, or he was, he a was actually American. He was just really, really tiny. He was super. You super know, tiny. that's what I thought when I went to uh, that Supercross, uh, <laughs> the not the Supercross, the um, <laughs> riding school that AJ Canzero. Yeah, and I was like, man, Supercross riders are just like us, but smaller. Yeah, <laughs> way smaller. They're like, always tiny. And they're really, really fast. Fit. Ones like, are he was younger. Really fit, like. Yeah, almost like just a, like a, a three quarter size human being that can do a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> what? Like seriously? Like all Supercross riders are? What are they? Five foot eight. They're one hundred and forty eight pounds. That. That, you got to be shorter. Like I seriously, say five seven, five six is like the primo mixture. Like Ricky, of Stu, and Stu looks taller when he sits next to Ricky, and then Weege towers over them both. Yeah, and he's five ten. Yeah, he's not a giant, right? And then you got Jimmy Button, who's like, what is this alien? He on was the one six one. Yeah, he was the Mike one Bell. Guy. Yeah, Pastrana. Pastrana was tall. tall. Yeah. You remember him on an eight? K Dub's K Dub's pretty tall. K Dub's comes in about six foot two. Yeah. Two? Six no, two? six foot. As I'm well. saying, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm like, yeah. I was thinking he was five eleven or something. Uh, do you remember Pastrana on the mini bike the last year at Loretta's? How giant he yeah, was on that. Many. 
Superman. Like you just pick it's it like up and run with it. Six foot tall, man. I'm like, how does he even put a leg out in the turns? This looked like you on that Honda. And, and how old was he? <laughs> Probably twelve. He was fifteen. No, I think he was. He rode no. it late. Fifteen. He was jumping. Super no, Fourteen. No, man. He was jumping. Uh, he was Maybe jumping into into the San Francisco Might Bay at fifteen. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? That was on a big bike too. AC? Well, you think about it, he, he was tall. He had, so I'm talking early. about he was probably 13. And that looked ginormous. Yeah. <laughs> well, they called him Big. Remember his nickname back then was Bigfoot, Travis Bigfoot Pertrana. I didn't know that. I don't know that. You've never you heard come that? up with something. Sounds no. like. <laughs> like what if you re generalization? You know, there's just this sport called dirt biking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything Are about you serious? it. Tra- yeah, it was Travis Bigfoot Pertrana. I don't I've never heard so that. Dude. I got to do that. The thing is we're both hesitant. Wait a minute. Like, running through be. the Rolodex. We're both like, man, I swear. I don't Travis know. right leg Pastrana. What? What? They call him right leg? This what? idiot's over here. He, he can convince me of anything. Like, yeah, man. They call him the, <laughs> Travis right. the refrigerator <laughs> Pastrana. Like, okay. I mean. Call had, him up. Text him. I promise. Yeah. The Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yes. Was he blurry in a grave? It was because he was nine I, years old and wore a size 12 boot. I, I get that, but. I, I I don't I've never heard it. Never I announce, heard it. I announce, but I'm not saying it's not. There's probably people like listening right now that are screaming at the radio. Either A no or B yes. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard it. Travis <laughs> Bigfoot right. Pastrana. So make a, you know I talked about it with AJ Left Eye Kenzero. Oh, he's just re- <laughs> Left Eye. Oh, Left Eye. <laughs> My man Patrick. Make- oh, that's right. And Kevin Two Tone Wyndham. I got it, dog. Okay, now Damon I'm- Patches Bradshaw. Yes, now I. So Why did just- you call you Patches? If you just act confident in what you say, mm-hmm. like maybe yes. It's exactly how I got us through the the line at the airport, right? Remember? Yes. So you just got what went down. Tell me that. Well, He's like a triple platinum. He can fly the plane. He has, he can, has a pilot status, basically. He can fly any plane for Delta he wants. Twice yeah. a year, he gets to fly. Yeah. So if you're, I get it at the very least to get to sit in the pilot's lap. Yeah, he sits reverse cowgirl <laughs> with the pilot. Anyway, so they can talk. So he just like, just come on, just follow me through this, whatever. We go through security, and they feed it's us. It's the priority line. Like I had coleslaw and, and potato salad in security. They're feeding us food. Not really, but I, yeah. there's a buffet. I didn't know that. You. Right. People are fanning you. Yes, we're on top of an elephant walking as we work our way through security. Like, <laughs> and what? then you had to transfer to a rickshaw. Yes. We're not walking. We a rickshaw. was like uh, one of the things that four Arabian dudes carrying yes. us. Like, oh, on yeah, the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the chair the on hard the platform. Carpet. Yeah. Yes. It's not a. It's not anyway, a, he just says, "Just follow me," I, and I'm like, "Man, I ain't got. I'm not. I'm just a silver dude. I'm just a lowly silver. Like the first step." You do fly a decent amount, though. I know, but like not not like not like Nick. This so, dude. so yeah. we made it. We just acted like we there, there was literally the line, and then this one had zero people. It had Kevin's drinks like, and a bar. They're gonna a stop band. us, and I said. <laughs> Just that like those food fighters are just down be, there. Just, like Dave Grohl said, "Come here, man! Like just be cocky and then let us through." Yes, and this guy right here just making up nicknames: Dave, Two Tone, Food just Fighter, be Grohl. Cocky. Yes, just be. That's how you get life done. Just, just get it cocky. done. Just act like you know what you're doing. Boy. Now I've always thought that we back in the day, me and Joey, we wanted to go to uh, like any Supercross. We wanted to carry a clipboard, a whistle. <laughs> a ref hat, like a toolbox, all kind of shit with us. We could just like and be on the phone, just blow and be past people. Rolling, just yes. you walk right past them. Like, man, I, I know, I got to, I got to take care of this. And you just point at them, like with your hand, one like second, in, in one blaze, I in blaze guarantee you, you could pick up a ladder and walk in anywhere. I mean, like seriously? you can tell you, like you could a be, ladder. If you wear a blue jumpsuit, just for convenience, you'd pick a ladder. Like Ocean's Eleven I, blue jumpsuits with ladders. You could get a, a ladder and never pay for another movie ticket Ever. again. Ever. A ladder. Because the people that work the movies, they don't give a shit. You no. could just like walk in and be like, 
I'm going, uh, I'm going to change the light bulbs in uh, Cinema firing. 6. Tom called me. To, I need to come down here and check the return activator. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The return activator is messed up, so I'm supposed to look at it. And they're just going to watch whatever movie you want. That year that all the return activators had issues. They went all, yes. It was a big, big year for return Bad activators. production year for those. We did it a lot. You remember one time we uh, Kevin and I went to, it was when Supercross opened in Orlando. I don't remember what year it was. I know uh, Greg, Greg Alberton popped his shoulder out 14 times and he went around the track. It's probably 92 because it wasn't 93 because MC would have won that one. No, it wasn't. he didn't win that one just yet. That was still It standing. was, uh, I don't know, it was at the Citrus Bowl. Yes, 92 was. was Bradshaw and Stanton, so, right? I mean, yes. We were sneaking around like press day or something. Yep. Oh. And La- Mike LaRocco walks out. Do you remember that? You're sneaking <laughs> around on press day. In a, he goes, like he comes out and he's he's just kind of by himself. <clears throat> and we said, hey, Mike, what's up, bud? I said, just like super like, hey, Mike, Mike, what's going on? And he comes over there and he's like, hey, guys. And he stands over there and he looks at all of us. <laughs> and you realize, and realize like, he didn't know us. I don't know anybody. Like, <laughs> like he, he was just looking for somebody to kind of talk to and kind of fill in the kind of smiled and then he just quit smiling and all turned right, around and walked go. off. You guys are dorks. <laughs> for a minute, we were Mike LaRocco's best friends. So one year, Mike LaRocco. Get on your mic, son. 500 class. Does it not sound loud? This sounds loud. You're good, dog. Okay. One year... LaRocco at Washougal or Southwick, and I don't know why I can't tell you which Rock. one. He was on a 500, so it was 92 or 93. He won the 500 championship in 93, the last year of 500s, I think. He goes up this long hill, and I think it was the horsepower hill at Washougal, and holds his hand out High and slaps this dude in the back of the helmet and then grabs the bars into a hard turn, and I'm just like... Who does that? What in the world? He slapped the dude's helmet on a KX500, you know, just holding it wide open. And slap, <laughs> so, well, probably not wide open, but close. And 80 slaps miles an the hour. Dude. Blew his hand off. And I asked him one time about that. And you he remember goes, that time? He, he does not remember. He see, don't even that's, know. that sucks because... Uh, you know he remembers. He just killed the dude, and he don't want to yeah, admit he, it. Yeah, right? he, I think it's just no big deal. There's no homicide. statute of limitations on homicide. Are you that cool that you remembered so many things? Like, you can't remember you some of the cool so shit. so many people in the back of the head going See, Jeff Emig at uh, Gatorback around 92, 93, we were throwing a football. We had a football. Me, Kyle, Bill Belts, <laughs> a few other people. And we threw it and went over the fence, went into the back of his box van, and he wrote, I'm like, oh, man, can you sign? He goes, to a dick, and threw it back. I'm like, dude, every, and I have brought that up yes. to him every year. He he refuses to admit. Like, he must have done it so much or. To a dick. I'm like, D- what? Like, I mean. You know I, how you be autographing all the time, and that's generally what you footballs, write. Footballs, yeah, dick. And he throws footballs it, And I've asked dick. him, but he does not remember. I'm, my brother, I promise you, Kyle remembers. Everybody probably. I think Kyle's told me that story. Dude, that's, that's a true story. I, what in the heck? How could you not remember that? But then I would make fun of him about the way he threw the football back. Yeah, you, did you, it, your dad not teach you how to throw? <laughs> uh, you, you threw the. Uh, we we Gary know didn't it's true. Work on throwing footballs, much, like make him. Much. Well, I should. Uh, I know it's true. Throw this football. Just give him a football next time. Make him throw it. Throw it. Oh, that's a great way. I knew it was. Anytime you, you see no, Jeff, I knew it was you. when you get to an autograph line, bring a football, and when L- Jeff let me see signing, throw that. Throw that. Watch ah. all the kids that don't have dads. That would they be care sweet. about it because there's a bunch of them that throw for <laughs> shit. They can't. Throw. I'm not saying Jeff's one and he does have a dad, but like there, I got some buddies of mine at the fire department that like Wygant is. He's not at the fire department, but he is one that. But if his he dad was. spent zero minutes showing him how to be a man on a basketball court, football field, baseball, anything. Yeah, I'd love to just watch 90 percent of the guys throw a football. You're like, yep, yeah, no, yep, no, nope, no. Nope, nope. Well, in <laughs> our defense, or there are listening, all seven listening audience defense. I mean. 
motocrossers are generally not the best with footballs. No. Oh. Stick and ball sports. No. <laughs> yeah. But like Ezra Lusky is like a very good um, uh, tennis. tennis player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of guys play golf now, so they're kind of breaking that mold. I know uh, R.J. Hampshire went to Cooperstown to play some baseball. He was good. Yeah. So there, there are some dudes that can actually, if you just dropped them off at a public school, they can I just like the, hey, guy, hey, man, will you sign this football? <laughs> sure, I will, you little sure, shit. Sure, and then chunks it back. Like, Here you go, you little <laughs> shit. That's gnarly right there, just to write that and throw it back. I were wish I still kids? had it. What, how old were you? No, I'm the same age as Emmett. He's 20. a year older than me. Okay, I was going to say, you're 20 20, 21. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not drinking. I didn't barely drink then. So I, I can't wouldn't be an asshole. Belts I'll just didn't as shit. zing it back at him. Or I just throw it at his face. Because <laughs> you know? he would have climbed over that fence and go straight. I'll just whoop your ass. How about yeah. that? How about that? I could see Belts just be like, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> he would receive the football and read it. Oh, and then shit. charge the fence. Right. right? How yeah. was Gatorback? It was good. Bill got locked up. <laughs> yeah. He beat up Jeff Emig. Like, what? Yeah, man, Why? Why? People get locked Jeff up. Emig? For not for that. What was that? That was the national then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Might have been the same year Jeff splattered a guy, one of the flaggers, too, kind of right for where everybody stands in front of the tower. They hit yep. that little roller, make a hard left down in the hill. Yeah, down in the There's hole. a flagger to the left that I jump, and I don't know if Jeff got bumped. A dude, he had a flagger, and I. In my mind, I I saw like <laughs> blood splat in the air, like a movie. But I know that's not what happened. But he and jacked that dude went up. Flying yeah, everywhere. his leg flew off, and he signed it and threw it back at the guy. What a dick! Like, All he, I ever he signed my leg like, and threw it at me. He wrote to a dick. Yeah, to the, the guy on his pants on his, his leg. Leg. <laughs> what a dick! Yeah, I I always think about that kid. You used to take the left and go down in the hole. Yeah, triple. It was a triple down into in, a right hander back up to the finish line, and some kid launched. Uh, what's his name? Landed went in the off water. in the lake. Yeah, what's his name from Where Georgia? They had Gatorback. to go get a diver because that thing is straight. Chad Albritton. Chad, Al- Al- Chad Albritton lost they his get CRM. A diver to pull Chad Albritton out of the lake. He was alive. He got out somehow. Yeah, he was. He was out. But could you imagine swimming out with, with some your boots gear? And, no, hell no. <laughs> let's swim with some boots and a helmet. There's I'd some be like, SEAL team guy like get this kid to our headquarters yeah. right now. You this know, a, one time I was going to do something really funny, and we went. We were at a wedding. I, th- I was in a wedding, and they had a pool at the reception. <laughs> and so this ought to go good. Yeah, I did a backflip uh, into the pool wearing Stop, a tuxedo. Right there. Hold up, put put the brakes. Us. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've done two. John's working on his third bottle. We'll get to so, that in a minute. Bottle. I backflipped. Bottle. Backflipped into the pool wearing a tuxedo with the the pointy shoes. Oh. It was a bitch to swim to the side of that pool. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's and that's not even motocross. A tuxedo boots. with a jacket <laughs> Did they have and tails like, and shit. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Tie the, the cummerbund. The, the triathlete. Oh, this is like, a triathlete. Speaking. Hey, it was like getting this edge of the back over the side of that pool was sketchy, man. And I trying not like, to be exhausted in front of everybody. Like, no, I'm like, not out of breath at all from swimming like I went to the shoes. bottom. It's like like back. I went to the bottom. Push back up. You're, you're the crazy, man. You're crazy. What was that song a minute ago? Uh, with that, with that on. <laughs> That's what I just imagined. Like, when hello, Blow darkness, yeah. my old friend. And Nick falls down. He goes, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have done that. I should have thought this through a little more. Oh, my pager's getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> my pager. That is your first concern. You well, backflip into a pool, you're worried yes, about your pager. Your pager. If it's 1994, you're damn pager, right. Pager, dog. What if somebody writes boobless uh, on my pager? <laughs> hey, and I, you, 
I knew it was ruined too because it was one of the clear ones, and I could see the oh, water in the it. whole time. Oh, those were so snap. cool. And that yeah. was before rice. Yeah, black pagers, which standard issue. But yeah. my buddy got the clear one with some LEDs in it. Oh yeah, we got beat up at a gas station for his damn pager. <laughs> we were flagging. Are no you shit. serious? We're right coming now? home from Bremen. I paid my buddies. I'm like, for whatever reason, they like me. I'm like, dude, you want to flag it to track this weekend? I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, how that'd much? be fun to stand out there. <laughs> and they're like, I was like, Good. they're like, how much? My Sweet dad's up. like, twenty bucks. I'm like, sick for eight hours. Count <laughs> us in. We get there at five. Practice we're from six till eleven thirty. We're out of there by midnight. So man, we're yeah, it's not even hard. No, it's so cool. We can almost afford to go to Waffle House. Yeah. So then we we're going to the gas station on the way out, and Steve's cleaning his windows of his Barracuda with no AC, just cleaning his windshield. This dude goes, hey, man, I'm going to take that pager. I'm like, he's like, no, you ain't either. He goes, yeah, I'm going to take you. Is this at the top stop? No, the gas station at uh, 78 and uh, 113. It's the first gas station. Hang a right. Yeah. Anyway, so we go up there and he goes, what you going to do? Hit me with that tire iron? He's got the window cleaner. He goes, no, this is a window cleaner. What you going to do? He goes, yes, I'm going to hit you with this. And the dude, (laughs) they are grabbing his pager. He's smacking the guy. They they get off with his damn clear pager with all the LEDs. That was a loss. That was huge. That's like 90 bucks in 1990. They were way more technically savvy than me because, like, we got his pager. What's the number to it? I don't know. Yeah, you can't (laughs) even get it. What you going to do with it, man? My yeah, mom's gonna cancel it. it. Like it's over, dog. Well, Damn. he wasn't gonna pay the service, the monthly no, oh, well. service fee on that either. We just no. need to carry this as an accessory, so we can look good. Yeah, man, Steve. Yeah, like, he walked around all the time in wrestling shoes. He's a wrestler. Yeah, that's dude, what just you a, wear. He wore red Asics everywhere, and he crashed three times in these Asics. He goes, dude, I got to burn these bitches. Like he it's, crashed three times what does this in his mean, automobile. Crash? Oh, automobile. automobile. He totaled three cars in these red Asics. I thought you meant like Sugar Low or something like. They no. should have adjusted the yeah. strings getting hung around the gas pedal or something. Man, my strings are hung up. He always wore them. With, I can't were, not floor it. They were untied. Yeah, right. They were untied. And he had shorty shorts, big thighs, and like white. God. He looked just like, what's his name from uh, the the movie where where they have a, the day after they have to go Jesus, to. Jesus. On Saturday. In, he's stuck in a loop. No, you he know, doesn't he, know what he He wore a white Nike shirt. It's, what's his name, son? He's a wrestler. I don't know. It's but one here's of those classic Breakfast Club. Yeah, Breakfast, breakfast okay, Club. Thank Sorry. You, like Emilio Estevez? Yes, Emilio I would have never gotten He had the, the tight gold chain where if you, if you, you swallow too win. hard. You have to win. At all costs. If he swallowed too hard, but he, he would pop what? that herringbone off his chain. He was, oh, okay. he was uh, in detention for taping yeah. a dude's butt cheeks together. Yes, I just was. can't. I can't. This dude doesn't sound like the kind of guy that you just walk up and steal his pager. Well, there's a few of them. He didn't go in a fight. He looked like he would... It he sounds like he was... nah, Steve Russell about 128. Like, oh, okay. what, he was not the biggest guy, but like he was going to give you a good rumble. Yeah. Well, what if that dude had a matching swatch? Now, now we're now I understand. Okay. If he had a matching swatch, I would have just, just like, gave him the pager. You, you yeah. need this more now. You deserve this. Man. Yeah. That looks good. Yeah. That, that'll really tie that thing in. Oh, are those Timberlands? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Really good, man. They're good for kicking in people's faces. Kicking in. Yeah. I'll yeah. kick your face in, boy. And stealing shit from John if you got little yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah. I walk on the freshly graded sand where I've. You know, carried it down there to the lake. That's right. And then just walk casually through there with your known boot prints all and know. size five. His what known man, boot print. What man wears a size five, number one? Not and then a leprechaun or an elf. <laughs> somebody like said. that. Yeah. That'd be, it, it would have to be very easy to find. Hey, he lived either, in a tree. He's either in fifth grade or he's, or he's got a family. Small. Did you. Correct. You walk. hired him to live in a tree and make cookies? Yeah. <laughs> he's a, correct. He's a Keebler elf. <laughs> like, Man, I love these I cookies. I needed to let go of him for stealing, he, but he was a cookie-making so motherfucker. Such a co- <laughs> Man, he didn't make us much money, but the Man, cookies he made were shit off out the of some charts. Cookies, dude. 
He's an elf. Ma- he was magically delicious. He was elf. God, the small jogger, dude. I mean, yeah. He's he was careful too. So this is when I had the landscape company, and he didn't tear up the grass when he stole my five thousand pound generator. Sick. He set down a bunch of pieces of PVC pipe and rolled it across the sod, dude. So no, he's to, definitely he's definitely an elf, like one of Santa's elves. Yeah, yeah that's that how was, they do that, it. Yeah, that was that's uh, how they made the pyramids too. Man, they rolled those big same thing. sandstone all the way across that's the desert. Some slavery, like that. you get some yes. shit done. Yes. Yeah, just easy to profit. Man. Hey, so yeah. we we do have Bradshaw on, and uh, something that made me think about when I just googled his name. And if you want to do it at home, check this out. He was a part of two of the most iconic sets of gear. Like when I, you can picture Bradshaw oh, on two different things. I already know. He's got the barbed wire, red, white, and blue, Joe Robbie Stadium, 1989, 125. Or, or he's got the, the red and black as well, the zebra stuff as okay. well. And then when he moves from 125 to 250s, he goes to AXO and that beautiful AXO yeah. gear. Like it was the, for me, the tip of the spear for both of those gear companies. Like, can you 100%. think of another person that went <laughs> definitely for AXO? Man. Oh, dude, like, AXO never got any better. Fox may have flirted with some, but like, I mean, those two deals, like Bradshaw was barbed wire and the zebra stuff, very iconic. And then he was a part of the most iconic AXO. Well, setup. when they have retro redo, it's one of those two. It's things. It's always a takeoff of that. So yeah, Bradshaw. I mean, he he moved dude. the needle, man. That was an iconic gear for an iconic rider. With really a short pro career, mm-hmm. if you think Very. about it, man, he made such an impact in such a little amount he of time. He got done so he was, but he was, he, I mean, sixteen, he jumps right into one twenty five class, spends about thirty minutes in that, says, "I'm done with this shit, let's go." Yeah, let's hop right into the two fifty class, and then him and Matasevich lead in the points through six rounds into the series. Yeah, before that, he gets hurt flying over that tabletop, and he and, won the Osaka Supercross. Yeah, at age sixteen. Yep. Really at the height of RJ Powers. Stop it. On a 250. <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't I'm happen. just a 17-year-old kid, maybe 16. On a Yamaha 16. Yeah, on a Yamaha against a Honda. And yeah. you could measure the difference. Just walk up to him and be like, That's not, I mean, this Yamaha's a piece. And, everything's good now, but at that point, he was outbiked. You yeah, know, there was for big sure. gaps. He was making <clears> up a lot. Like, Can you imagine? Think about this. Damon on a HRC Honda from 90 to... 95. Come man, on, man. Come on. Look at the guys that were winning. It was Jean-Michel Bell, Stanton, and MC. Would there have been a McGrath takeover in 93 if if I mean, if he doesn't uh, get hurt, if he doesn't get hurt, because he won nine races the year before. Yeah. I mean, damn, dude. Dude's a bad dude. Yeah, maybe not, because you got the... the I mean, the, it would have been a little more interesting anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. God mm. dang. Yeah, he was, uh, he was impactful, for sure, for a lot of people. I mean, it was like the most iconic look, even on the Yamaha. It looks so yeah. good on there. It's like, Hell yeah, dude. Even, even at that you, race at Tunnel Hill, were you there? Yeah, the big, I went to that. That As a little it, kid. It was Turpin. either 10 or 20,000. It was Tishner, Turpin, Fred Andrews, Jeff Glass, uh, some kid from Texas, not what, not Shaw or Lankford. Did Jeff Glass bring the big surf rig? Absolutely. Yeah, dude, all those guys. That's where I told Kyle to ask for um, What year do you think that was? Was that 88 or 9? Or was it? Couldn't have been 88. It was... It was or Probably 90? it was no because it no no absolutely not because so it's I feel like it was the eighty eight because it was Loretta's it was in the fall of that okay. year because Damon hadn't even rode a big bike because he was signing autographs because I got one of it on an eighty he had eighty five cc autograph that was the stock picture. and that's what I have yeah. in my autograph book from uh, that night cool. 
Yeah, so, I mean, and all the dudes that were there, Kenny Kazar, Danny Payne, all the local dudes that yeah. hauled madass. Yeah, yeah, right? Madass. Faster than anybody you've ever seen. Kenny Kazar, Danny Payne got in a fight in staging. Just the electricity was It was time was just, to fight. It was game on, so. You don't go to staging unless and you're not, ready, ready to fight. fight. You Your brother was there with five-gallon bucket five of water. Gallon Who bucket. needs this shit? <laughs> you're Dalton, everybody, you're North. I'm like, don't waste my water. This is a five-lap moto. <laughs> Yeah, we were there. to. I think Ken rode the B-Class, maybe, and man, it was just electric. Do you remember how that wall jump used to seem at Tunnel Hill? It was like nuts. A little bitty anthill at the bottom, and then this vertical piece of clay, and you're supposed to land up there. I used to just look at that, and I was on mini bikes, you know, and I'm like, there's no way I could jump up this. Yeah. But undoubtedly, everybody made it. They just made it seem so easy. Yeah. Today, you'd probably laugh. Sure. With a force truck, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was literally watching some of the races today. Of Damon's uh, first Supercross race in '89, which that, this race is, he is he visibly faster. One? No, he won. He won on the last lap. He beat Ty Davis, but it's the one yeah, where but he, that's Miami. Yeah, Joe Robbie in the white in the sand. whitest. The whole track was just, hey man, white we got sand. beach sand. There's not a lick of clay or dark dirt. It's we don't even pure. know how to build these jumps. How do these like if the wind blows the jump? It blows falls into the foot. stands like you're in the front front rows, but. Yeah, so he's he's jumping shit like he's flying through. It looks like Rick Johnson at the Masters of Motocross. You're like yeah. he's flying past guys because he crashed twice and still won. And still won. How how do you do that? Here they come. They're here. I ain't seen it. Not us. We're under attack. Somebody's trying to break into this place. The dog's barking for whatever reason. But yeah, so the track it's it's deteriorating, and he's jumping these. And like what you're saying, like now it would be like. Super many kids would jump this stuff, but at the time it was gnarly as shit. Cause he's the only guy jumping. It's this huge step on with a step off, and everybody's like rolling the first one. Yeah, not even jumping the the tabletop where he was hopping on too. Yeah, and then he was just going on that and off it and passing. He was making it five seconds a lap. I think Ty Davis led that to the last he, lap. I, I, he led till the four turns from the end. Oh, is it that Literally. close? I can't yeah. remember. I just knew it was the last lap. And he got him. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, dude. Nobody talks about that. They just talk about Damon winning. You know, it's like if you're Ty Davis. Yeah, man, Damon. Yeah, you're four turns from winning. But like four you, turns. I've. I, I mean, I'm not gonna say I've never, but the dude crashed two times in a it whatever in happen. a ten minute race. Yeah, and rolled through those. It looked visibly different. Yeah, like he was five miles an hour. I don't think that was everywhere. his first Supercross ever, though. I think he got knocked out at a round. Let's ask before him. that. He's not gonna remember. Because well, he got knocked out. Yes. It wasn't Atlanta? <laughs> no, I, no, I don't think it was. Here, I'll pull up the vault. We can always refer. Yeah, because I guess the way the Supercrosses got broken up with, uh, you had Supercross and you had Gatorback right in the middle of it, and then we went to Daytona and then back whatever. Such so, a wild, that was so different weird. time. It, it, yeah, was, just, it was weird back then. I mean, if people are listening to our show, if you they're old enough because no, no young people listen to the show. It's like people that are 70 and 80, so <laughs> they all know. They knew that whenever the Supercross came to Atlanta in February, we would then roll up our sleeves, go down to Florida, and do Gatorback, the Pro National. <laughs> do a national in the and middle of the And then go back to Daytona, series. right? And then cruise out to, I don't know, San Diego. We had, the, su- we had the Supercross complain. in Atlanta, and then everybody drove to Gatorback just to get sunburned to that hell shit. and back. Yes, I got get over. roasted. Bro, <laughs> yeah. I got smoked at that race. As all time, I, I, as I've it's ever been It's because it was the first, it was. My first venture into the sunlight. It was your first venture into <laughs> for the, the sunlight sun season. Well, it was, yeah, for the year, it was the first time you went, like, so everybody traveled there. It's not been hot anywhere. It's and you don't want to miss a second of it. And so. And your dad has no uh, sunblock. There was ever. no He's such never, thing ever as ever sunblock purchased it. No, then. that's right. 
He's never purchased sunblock. He's, my dad ain't never put no, that No, he's shit like, on. man, you don't need that. You put diesel fuel in dirt. <laughs> You'd be good to go, buddy. And you go Gatorback. There are more people get cooked at that race. Dude, than I anywhere. got smoked. I remember we ro- we took our RV down. I, I just remember blacking. I missed school the next day. I was smoked. <laughs> totally d- ruined. <laughs> One time we went to Gatorback uh, for the last national. Was that 97? When Ricky first turned pro. Is this where Jimmy Button blows the front forks? Jumping the elevator? I just remember... Um, yeah, I don't know if he tore the forks off the bike. That was they basically tore the front end off, right? Yeah, he he endowed over that uh, the elevator on his atomic. I just way. remember seeing that the first time I saw the elevator jump, <clears throat> and they were like, "Yeah, somebody's going to jump from there." You know, they're going to jump. They're going to jump over those trees, and those like, houses, no, and those people, and a third at San Diego the week before the win in Miami. And then what? Guy, yep. Guy San Cooper comes I think he around. Got knocked out at San Diego. So San Diego was an East Coast round. The fuck? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It All says, right, we're going. The East Coast round starts at San Diego. Round two. No, he's on a two fifty at San okay. Diego. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it says I, I third East Coast. San Diego, February eleventh, nineteen eighty nine, two fifty Supercross. There you go. Um. So no, I we the don't the, the part I'm saying made me laugh is we're stuck in traffic headed to Gatorback, and um, for the national. And you know how you kind of get to talking with your friends, your road trip and everything's hilarious. This is going to be the funnest, funnest thing of all time. We're going to the Nationals. Oh, it's it's awesome. unbelievable. Our first exposure to sunlight in four months or whatever. Well, traffic is stop and go, very stop and go. And one time it took off as if We're oh, going, it's free baby. now, boy. Pin so it. we got the trailer loaded with motorcycles and we take off. And we're talking. Those things stop really good with trailers, too. It's pouring down rain. Especially back then. And everybody stopped. And I'll never forget, I looked to the person driving beside me. I just glanced (laughs) over. And their face made a real scared... This guy's gonna it die. Made us scared. <laughs> so you're looking at the the, the vehicle next the vehicle to you. next to me. Their face, the, and looks, they realize you are not stopping. I wonder yet. what's wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it went. What's I'm like, why guy? are these people so freaked out? And then I turn back, <laughs> and I, my butt was off the seat trying to stop that damn thing, and I'm just locked up, like, and it stopped. We did not hit anybody, dude. Do you know the one? There's one sharp oh, turn funny. coming off the end. Coming off the back way to Gatorback, and there's this, there is about a 20-mile-an-hour right-hander that you better almost come oh, it, to a isn't stop. Isn't it like a 90? Yeah, 100%. It's, I remember we were there with Chris. Exactly where my dad, we're going to a race in our uh, Ford Econoline. Chris Thomas is with us in 428 on a Honda in the C-Class from Douglasville. And, we're, and his, he called his name was Jack Leg. Hey, Jack Leg. <laughs> that's what he called his kid, Jack Leg. <laughs> and we were coming in that turn. I'm like, oh, I knew it was coming. like, they don't know it. They don't know. And they, we were, I remember we went all the way over into the lanes, into the, into the grass, lane. like barely made the turn. Jack leg, like Jack. everything's flying around. My dad's van is just open with eighteen hundred pounds of tools and a, oh, yeah. and a toilet that will take flight and just not disaster. Pure shit, in the, and we made it. But Jesus, man, the I, toilet, I, paper Let, bags full of tools. Yeah, we talked so, about the toilet. Yeah, we right? talked about yeah. him standing that up that square toilet, and he points out the traffic. Did you not have a hole drilled where it drained out uh-uh. the bottom? Somebody no, had that. No, his had just a little tank with the blue stuff. You you hit the. It's just like a little RV toilet, yeah. but it was a self-contained, big as a cooler. One guy had like just a take bucket, it everywhere. We a did. bucket yeah, with a PVC just, drain. Be at the mall. Just I'd take like a shit. Shop in the mall. And be just like, take a dump with man, it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> man, I got. I Man, I'm thinking about taking a dump over here by Sears. Pull over Why there, not, by man. Sears. I'll see y'all. Y'all going in there? Going in. Get I'll your be, shoes. I just can't get away from looking at these tools, man. I gotta take a dump right here. Right here. Yeah, that's a. I mean, sometimes, you know, you just got to go. So you're saying homeboy had this toilet with no tank, it was just a, a pipe. Bucket. He piped that thing straight out. I just can't remember who this is, and I may have fabricated this. 
You think like, what if it's just don't made let the up. truth get in the way of a good story? You know how sometimes you just be telling a story and you're like, man, I don't even know if this. Really he is. had dual exhaust <laughs> on his van, and one of the exhaust pipes was, was just was the plumbed shitter. into the shit. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, and you just and you just blow it out. You get somebody behind you, like, wow. I hate this dude. Go pee in the put in the toilet, and I'll floor it. That's where my what? dad did that. I told you. I think I've told this story here on about Gatorback whenever we were pulling in, and this was whenever we went down with Shay Bentley. And the alternator went out on our RV, and we had to work on it. And we barely made it in. This guy was like, hey, this is my parking spot or whatever. And, and I was like, man, I told my dad. I was like, that dude is handling you, son. I got him so oh fired up. That's <laughs> the perfect thing to say I was to like, King Kelly. I was like, dang, man, you going to let that man talk to you. So my dad pissed on his grill. Did I say this already? No. He peed all over his grill that night. Yeah. All over, just Let urinated all over. Simmer. And every day, he said every time he walked by, that dude's cooking his burgers. He's like, just waiting. How you doing, How's sir? How's burgers, bud? Y'all having a good day? Yeah, us too. You know, it's amazing how twisted people get about parking. Oh, they like, sweat it. it. It happened to me this year at Lazy River. The guy was parking. I was clearly away from his, you know, he comes out, you got to move. Do I? I was like, what? I'm sorry. You know, and I'm I'm happy-go-lucky, like, woohoo, we're at the races. Yes, you know right. what I mean? Like, you got to move. And I'm like, whoa, what? You know what I mean? And he's just talking. He's, well, I'm going to set this up right here. And this, and I was like. See, I don't have preconceived notions okay. of my campsite layout. Yeah, I was. Like, I'm gonna wait and see how it is, and then cool. design and the layout. You know, and I was very conscious of where I parked in the first place. Well, you just you got to move, and I said, I will move. I don't have to do shit. Yeah, know. there you go. I mean, we'll let you know one thing. That's not what we're here for. You know what I mean? I don't have any problem with moving, but. I don't have but to. But you move. know you're going to be dealing with this dude all weekend yeah, long. Exactly. I just want to be friends with the dude. I want to be like, who is this guy? Let's let's laugh. Let's have fun. Yeah, because it's all it's so fun. What like, if that he's dude in class? Fun. You know. No. What, what, so how was his weekend? There? That would yeah. suck. How did his week go? I was thinking. I hope it's. If sucked. I had that, you know, Man, what if I'd have known that. I'd but have... what if he's in your class and you just saw off his front it's wheel? It's for his kid moto. though. Is it a dad? Is it a moto dad or what? I don't know. I got seventy-eight, sixty-five. Didn't know. Didn't care. Did you ever talk? Did you ever? So nothing. You never. I never thought about it after that moment. But I did say that. I was like, I, I don't have to move. It sounds like it's I, still bothering you. I will. I, you know what I mean? It didn't bother me then. It's on your mind just, today. I think, I, I like when people get uptight like that, it entertains me, though. Like, I, it's funny to me. Like, so when he nothing, said you need to move, you scooted closer to him? It wasn't that I needed to. I had to. Like, he was like, hey, do you mind? I, I kind of got a, a plan with my stuff. Maybe you could slide your stuff over. Yeah, cool, like, dude. No problem. No worries. No problem. You got to move. Give him a kiss. John's taking a picture. <laughs> and so, but yeah, I don't like, there's nothing that excites me more. Like when somebody flips you off going down the road and I'm thinking whatever I did bothered them so it's bad. So bad. You know <laughs> what you did. Yeah. Hey, you Nick, know what you did. I don't want to tell this whole story, but Nick says that this guy, so this guy followed him somewhere forever. And so basically this Nick cut this guy off. Nick never even knew it. So Nick's just cruising along. This guy comes <laughs> after he's been fighting through traffic like he's got last. Train, on his, he crashed in the first turn, had to battle all the way to the first to get yeah, to Nick. Working hard. And he comes up to Nick and he's like, he's like trying to kill you. You're like, well, what's going on, man? Yeah, like, I thought I knew him. I thought it, like the dude comes up and I was like, hey, bud, what's happening? 
mother, I'll tell you what's happening. <laughs> he about lost his mind. I was like, oh my God. This guy. Sorry. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but, but here's my thing Nick's making these magical passes that the guy just, oh, I cannot get over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. He's just, just working out perfect for me. Through there perfect. Like butter. And, and he's not even trying. Yes. But the lights, I'm catching all the lights. Like, <laughs> he can't get to you so bad. The <laughs> white flag comes out. He's in third. He's like, oh. I gotta pass this guy. And they only paid. Like, and then he gets, and then he doesn't get any kind of satisfaction. Like, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah, Yeah, Nick's not mad. No, he doesn't even know. He that guy wants him to be mad. I still to this day don't know what I did. Like, I have no idea. Like, (laughs) and even that is still bothering him. He's still. I kind of like. The funny, I picture what if it's myself, that guy you parked next to at Lazy River? It might have been the same dude. <laughs> I picture move. myself like driving down the road like uh, the bad guy in Roadhouse when he's sitting in that car and he's just <laughs> whistling, right. swerving all over the road. Like I'm just whistling. Yeah, everything's everything's working fine. Out. Got everything your works out perfect. So, no it, idea. Things just have a way of working out for me. The guy behind him just 360 losing lost control. Mind, losing his mind. On the gas, trying to run off road and pass people. He caused three accidents trying to Didn't get to matter. me. Didn't matter. He needed bitch. to get to you. Yeah, to bitch about something that I have no idea. It's like, <laughs> all right, sorry. Okay, if I did it. We good? Sorry, we I good. very rarely get mad in traffic. I, I you just, know what? There's no reason. I had you somebody explain to me one time when I was a kid that you get as, why are you getting mad over 60 seconds? Somebody cuts you off. Whatever they don't let you go in the big scheme of things, it might cost you sixty seconds. Yeah. So there's no point in getting shot over sixty or, seconds. Or you know, you still be talking about you it. You don't like know 30 who these later. dudes are, man. Like, have, what kind of day they're having? That's what I'm talking. My whenever I was uh, my first marriage, I was uh, this guy had Chris, uh, Jennifer's uncle had just gotten out of jail for murder, straight up. Been and he's working with us. He's an electrician. And every morning, he's a super fun guy. It's a long story. It unless was, he kills It wasn't him. premeditated, but it was. <laughs> he's a, fun unless it, it you was, make him mad. It was a lover's quarrel type thing. He murdered, oh, okay. whatever. So anyway, so this guy. Oh, they're on 41. That's that, cool. That, that makes it better. <laughs> anyway, they're on 41, and this guy's like honking at him. His car's kind of giving him some problems, and it won't go. And he go, and he, he's on his way to us at work, and he comes in to work. I'm like, where have you been, Terry? Just get here when you can. He goes. Hey, I'll tell you what I was doing. Like, he fucked me. Like, he, he grabbed this. So scared. the guy was honking at him. Car won't work. So he ultimately drags this man out of his car, puts him, slams him onto the windshield of his own car, looking at his wife. He goes, do you understand? I will kill you right here. It means nothing to me. And I've done it before. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. Like, these, there are those dudes. There are those dudes. You don't want, you don't want that guy. No. I do not I mean, want that his guy. His wife, you know, for right left now. him, whatever. I mean, you, you never know. Yes. Like. My wife left me with a guy that looks I just got like you. To lose. <laughs> looks just like you. <laughs> you don't ever hope okay. yes. you. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. You know, the, but the, I've always said that like <clears throat> the badder the dude is the less he has to lose. Like the guy you don't want to mess with is the dude that's walking down the side of the road in Nothing. the heat. Because yes. he's got yeah, no, he's not it's gonna hot. Miss a house he ain't got payment. no reason to be out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking. He's, he's obviously zigged when he should have zagged There's at no some point. job he's got to be at. He's, he's just got nothing to do today. Ass to whoops. <laughs> he's, not afraid of, he's not going to lose anything by beating no, the living oh, shit I'll, out well, of you. So I'm going to wind up in jail, three hots and a cup. That'll be cool. I'd hate to have all those yeah. meals. I've been, trying, I've been trying to figure a way to get back into jail. Yeah. You're the you <laughs> like my ticket right here. Dang, man. Yeah. I don't hey, mess with before him, I beat the hell out of y'all, I want to say thanks. I've been, what I've was been, that guy that wandered Mableton? There used to be a guy. Andy. Andy uh, Andy Dupree. 
Was that his name? Mayor Middleton, yeah, yeah. He, mayor, he made of course. See, no, there's, Andy every Bi- town has one. It was one. Andy Bigfoot Dupree, right? Was yes, that exactly. <laughs> no, let hot me tell roll. you. They called him Andy, Hot Roll. Oh, my bad. They used to, uh, one of the local radio stations like in Atlanta, like a big radio station, 96 Rock. 96 Rock. They used to have him on ben all the, the time. Then the Bunny Man would interview yeah. him or something. Yeah, and um, so Larry. Andy just disappeared recently. I don't know where he's at. Yeah. But he walked the streets of Mableton from the time I was a kid until probably, I probably haven't seen him maybe a year. Yeah, I usually have a, I had a picture of him on my phone where I saw it. I I saw Dallas had Jay Roberts and Ackworth had Freddie Kemp. Every town. So has they would this have dude. him on like uh, ninety six rock, and they'd play a song, and he would sing all the, you know the whole whole get up. Yeah, and he he. What would he sing, though? Because Jay Roberts in Dallas would always sing Happy Birthday. You pull up to him, Jay, sing me Happy Birthday. Today's my birthday. And he would sing it. Well, he, I think he would sing pretty much anything. Okay. But it wasn't a Happy Birthday. I tell you, one time I picked him up, me and a buddy, and we picked him up, and we were in – I had this Mustang GT, and it was – you know, every, of course, we thought it was fast at the time. Bad, man. Flowmasters. And we took off, and I, like, baked the tires, and – Andy went kind of Ray Man. He had to get the hell out of the car. He did not like that. He at was all. in your car. And oh yeah, doing burnouts. Oh yeah, he yeah, didn't like he it. We thought it was game. gonna be cool. You know, we were teenagers, and that's probably the fastest he's ever went. Oh, he wanted if he out. He spent his time. He walking. wanted out, and I tried to pick him up again like a week later, and he was like, "Hell no, no, man. I'm not, I'm not, so I'm not getting back in there with you." Ackworth had Freddie Kemp, and they would. Uh, he would come to North Cobb High School on Friday mornings at nine. So that he didn't have to pay to get into the football game that night, and he would just <laughs> wander in, get hidden good under the bleachers, and just stay there all day. Yeah, and we would be like, "Hey, Freddie, how'd you get in?" Well, I came this morning. That's why I didn't have to pay. Yeah, wow. So yeah, I've always heard about the Mableton guy, but I've never seen a picture. Yeah, you know, he's he walked around pretty slow here the last couple of years. Like it was, but now he would cover some ground. Like I would see him. And he was probably he was probably making about a three or four mile trek. He would start. He, sometimes he walk be walking in the heat, right? Yeah, he'd be walking by Didn't the office, matter. and you know, hey, you know, he'd say, "Did Hello. people give him money everywhere he went?" I would give him like I'd say, "Andy, what are you doing? You would, you want to work a little bit?" Yeah, and he wouldn't do anything, but I'd give him like the dustpan and the broom, yeah. and then give him ten bucks. Yeah. You know, he'd walk. That's ar- what happened to Jay. Roberts. He would walk everywhere around. He and, yeah, he'd walk around and talk to you for a minute. And with your broom and dustpan in his hand, and then hand it back to you. I don't you know why bucks. they hand me this, man, but it gets me ten bucks, so I'll put it in my hand. It ain't nothing for me. Just put in a good five minutes of work for this ten dollars. I know he was making more per hour than I was. Then he would walk three miles up the street, hit another business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make him another five dollars. They used to. They, we had one, another one uh, when I was a little kid. And anybody from Mableton would know her name, Miss Spittler. There's nobody listening from Mableton. I know. And she walked around. But my point of this story is my mom would pick her up and, like, give her stuff, you know, and take her to, like, she she came to our house. And I just remember one day, like, Saturday morning cartoons, I get my big bowl of freaking Fruit Loops, man. Don't you say Lucky Charms. I get up, hey, I get up and, like, go back to my room for something and come back. And Miss Spittler's sitting there eating my Fruit Loops. (laughs) Shouldn't have turned your back, son. I love Fruit Loops. Every man's Fruit Loops. I was like, wow. And Nick's like, I got a lady that eats my Fruit Loops. Got him. I ain't got one of them. I've never had one of those. She just got up and walked off, and it was like four Fruit Loops all soggy, still floating in the bowl. You didn't dive into that. Man, shoot. I can't even eat them last four. No, hell no. No, dog. And it was like the last of those end of the box. 
But that's usually the best part. You get all that dust. I know. You the get the, the magic fucking toucan Sam dust. That's the good stuff. <laughs> the magic toucan <laughs> Sam dust. Toucan. Hey, what was your, like, watching uh, Unadilla, some of the throwback stuff when they're on two strokes in the 80s and 90s? Dude, I got to be honest with you, man. That track developed so much better than it is now. Back then? Yes. When and that, Do you the think you're are talking so... about the years where it started in grass as yes. pra- practice yes. was full grass? Yes. I, I just I remember mean, they talked about the radiators always being clogged with grass and stuff. I get that. But, like, just the way it, it was. And it could be it two strokes. It just looked good. It, looked, yeah, it the, was more bumps than these ruts. Bu- these bumps were from this past weekend with Jet and them dudes, they were violent and yes, choppy and like not fun. Well, it, it was like a mile and a half long rut. The whole Yeah, track that's what I mean. It, that that track it was looked like a slot car track. You know I mean? It was like, I can't ride a 30-foot rut. I, I went to Unadilla twice. Seven-tenths of a mile. Right. No, heck no, man. Could you imagine that being locked into this rut? Like, that ain't Is, that, is that a product of uh, the amount of uh, water we put on these tracks now because like we do it like everywhere we go we see people want ruts. It's been a rainy year here. Like people, I do, wonder if it's do a rainy people dig year ruts? Up there? Like whenever, I hate them. No, so and Greg Mall and I, Greg has some interesting viewpoints, but he he was talking about at, at a track and everybody's like, oh man, they had good ruts. He's like, do you really like ruts? Like, do you really like? Why would you, you like? Like ruts? when you get up in the morning, you're like man, I hope it's watered so deep and plowed so deep that I'm just, that it's just locked, locked in. Locked in. I'm so I, I love it when my bike climbs out of a rut and dude. I put my feet down and yeah, you know, your feet cool. are way up in the I have a knot on my <laughs> leg still from Gatorback three months ago. And I'm not saying they're easy. From ruts. From ruts, yes. I'm not saying they're easy. They're they're technically I get it. Challenging. Can, Very challenging. I can tell you this, me going through the ruts at Gatorback makes that little shit that uh Hayden Deeden did that little save he had. <laughs> right. Man, I did that little save. Ten times that every lap around Gatorback. I was dying, man. Well, like, all I know is up, um, if you if you love ruts and you can charge There's ruts, um, maybe you do like them. Do you? But know? I do think they hurt the racing. If you're locked in, how are you going to pass some dude? Man? I don't know. But I, ha- listen, there's no much. Like we were riding a- that GP track on those XRs at, up there. Not a rut yes. on the track anywhere, and how much fun was those were those turns? So much and fun. Just leave the gas on. Yeah. That's why, I like looking at the tracks from 89, 90, 91, whatever. It was just weird. There was almost like mogul ski moles. They, they were just, they were just yes, everywhere, was, sporadic, I mean. and just no it, rhyme or reason. It to developed them. more as Natural. bumps back then, yeah. not ruts. It was bumpy. There was it might be in a rut or two, and maybe it is the water because you watch the the GPS like the the European races, they're bumpy. I mean, they, you know, and I know they don't water as much. So when you when you watch a track, does does a track with ruts or do you like Millville, Southwick, these, does he, uh, Glen Helen? The, I love those kind of tracks. What that's what I would rather pick, right? I don't, yeah. I don't care. Like in terms of watching or riding, I think the ruts slow it down, which might be a good thing, but it it has to hurt the racing when you pick a rut and in seven hundred feet. You're still on that line, whatever you, you it is. You can't make any adjustments. I get well, it. Well, I world? can tell you this from watching the Unadilla stuff this week, the the old stuff. Those oh. guys change lines in All the, the middle of a corner. Oh. You know what I mean? Like that's when you see somebody pass somebody. They come back inside. Even uh, Carmichael and Stewart, like they were showing some of their rate. And like it wasn't quite like that back then in 05, 06. No, you could go like somebody. You know, they they pass somebody and then they come immediately back underneath them, square them, mm-hmm. square them off. Yeah. yeah. There's just not yeah, as much I as mean, that, I guess. I would say this year, the early part of the season seemed drier. The tracks seemed drier and less disc to the axles. 
and wa- overwatered. But now I guess I, I just wonder if Unadilla I, has that's been a, a product of rainfall. That's a great question for, and there's more to it because they have uh, they have to put enough water down to get them through a certain part of the day because they have TV and they have all these things. They don't have mm-hmm. time. Yeah, they to can't go just in be hey, watering. You know what? We should ask that guy that's coming on called Damon Bradshaw. He might know. He might have an opinion on that. He might. He might. He will yeah. have an opinion. I mean, yeah. Of what he likes. Well, he just rode Loretta's. He rode Loretta's in 87, 88, and he just People did People love the thought of, like, here's Bradshaw on this track. And it was cool. How cool. Yep. I wonder on. if it was cool for him. You know, it's like, how that's He'll a place he has some memories, you sure. know. Sure. Well, we'll uh, ring him up here and see what he has to say about it. How about that? I dare you. Remember last week when you were screaming right when Malcolm Stewart picked up the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He goes, bye! And Malcolm's like, hello? And we don't even really know he answered because, you know, hey, it's like we're screaming. Yeah, that was pretty funny. So good. But he just it cracked him up, though. He busted out. He thought it was funny. <laughs> Dude's just yelling. It was pretty good. He's moving a turtle to the other side of the road. Hello. Damon Bradshaw. <laughs> How are you? Hey, man, it's Kevin from Winners Take Y'all, and I have John and Hello. Nick Blackman on with me, and we were just shooting the breeze. Uh, how was Loretta's for you? Like, I know you rode about 57 laps that day. <laughs> I, I don't know if I did that many, but I, I felt like I did a few, and they were obviously spaced apart, which was nice. <laughs> um, no, it, it was cool. You know, I, I have obviously haven't been on that track since well i actually got to ride my t7 around a portion of it <laughs> i saw that of course um, you did. a year or so ago or something like that but it's actually as far as riding the track i mean was the last time i was there as an amateur uh which would have been you know 88 so and i've seen it um you know several times there because i do the off-road ride at at loretta's and and the spring ride i have in the past and so you know, you go down there and before anybody else gets there for the off-road ride, and there's nobody there, you know? So it's, it, it was kind of cool to see it both ways because I'd never really seen it that way. And then obviously going back and, and then, you know, to top it all off, I literally, you know, we had, uh, you know, Yamaha got us, you know, camp trailers down in the bottom and it was literally like right where we camped when I was there racing as a kid. Oh, wow. Awesome. The same spot. So and it was cool. You know, I haven't been back in a really long time. I don't remember when the last time was. I, uh, it's been, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what year it was, but probably only twice really for, you know, the amateur nationals since I raced there. Yeah. And you got to actually spend some laps. You were one of our grand marshals. So that had to be kind of cool. Just trying to hold off those 65s who were trying to block past you the whole time. Golly, man. Every, every class they were just, you know, it was like they were telling me, like, you can't jump, you know, and they're not supposed to jump. And I'm like, I'm going to get jumped on top of <laughs> right. or, get, or get ran into. And it was like when it was time to exit the track, I was like, I got to figure out a different place to exit because it's not safe. Because once you get to that Jesus. point, they know it's time to go. And Game I'm like, off. holy shit, got to get out of these guys away. But um, but no, it, it was neat, you know, to go back there with, you know, with Yamaha, with um you know, the new colorways of the bike and the throwback and uh, yeah. 50 years of YZ stuff is, was, was all, you know, pretty surreal. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the few guys that like, I know you did a little stint with Manchester Honda, but like, dude, the bulk of your career from start to finish was on a Yamaha. So like being the brand ambassador makes total sense for you. 
Um, I think so. I mean, it, it feels like home to me. And even, even though it, it, there's a lot of people, you know, that aren't, that aren't there when I started and, and a few have came along, you know, bef- before I was actually gone. So, yeah, it feels like home to me. And, and um, you know, with the adventure thing, it, it gives, you know, me a place to, to also, you know, work and, and do events with them. And so, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I mean, like I said, it feels like home to me and it still feels like that that Yamaha family, even though, you know, the, the corporate world has, you know, taken over a lot, but it, it still feels that way to me. Hey, Damon, when you're on those adventure bikes, what, uh, what percentage of your ability are you operating at? Is it like 10%, 15? I always say when I'm on an adventure bike, I'm at 25% of my ability. So are you like, cause you know, you're not, you're riding, right? It's not like uh charging and going you know, mock, whatever you're, you're just riding, you're sightseeing on a motorcycle, right? I mean, is that how you, yeah. And I, I enjoy all aspects of it and I have ridden it to where it's taken a hundred percent of my ability because I, I have a tendency to ride at places here where I live, where they really don't belong. Um, yes, I'm no, I'm no trials guy, but I do like to go and take it on single track and, you know, because I can go ride, 20 miles or 25 miles of pretty gnarly single track. And then I can hit a road and, you so know, on and a it's T7, maybe is that what you're on? You're on the, yeah. The yep. Tenere or whatever. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, if I, if honestly, and I, I tell, I tell this all the time, if I could only have one motorcycle, that would be my only motorcycle Yeah. because I can go rip down the road. I can go down dirt roads. I can go ride single track and have pretty fun. Yeah. You don't want to go ride the thing all day on gnarly single track because it'll wear you out. It's, it's a heavier a big bike. Motorcycle. But, but it's fun to be able to jump off of an asphalt road onto a dirt road onto single track. And I can do it from my house here in a few minutes and be to where you don't see anybody. And it's got a 5,000 mile oil change interval and a 5,000 mile <laughs> yeah, air filter I mean, interval. <laughs> like you don't have to work on the thing. You just ride it. <laughs> Yeah, I have one that's got a little over, you know, 200 mile range, which is a four gallon tank. And then I have one with a six gallon tank. Wow. Um, so I, and I have one that's more set up for off-road than it is on-road and then one that it's designed for. So I just, I, you know, I enjoy it. And I think that demographic has changed a lot, you know, used to, it was, it was kind of like, um, you know, riding V-twins, you, you, you had to be fat and old or whatever. Right. And I think that was kind of the way adventure bikes were, you know, like a lot of guys, Oh, I'm not that old yet. I, I'm not, I'm not going to have an adventure bike. Well, the demographics change. And I think Yamaha has played a big part in that of the younger generation is getting on adventure bikes. Cause it's fun. You know, it's if fun. you want to ride it to work, you ride it to work. If you want to go ride it on the weekend and have fun, you can do that too. Yeah. So do you live in, I mean, I had V twins. The... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, that's okay. I mean, I had V twins for, many years and once i got the opportunity to ride an adventure bike i'm like why do i why do i have this because when i was doing that i was always wondering where that dirt road went or where that fire road went and so now i don't i don't have to worry about that i don't have to wonder about it i just go check it out yeah and you you kind of live in the heart you, you still live in idaho i do yeah, i do i, I live in a good spot for adventure riding yeah and i mean even you know like the northwest is is really good for all aspects of riding, especially if you don't want to ride on a track, um, you know, back East, 
and Florida and those places. Now, if you want to go ride track and some good tracks, then I think that's where you go. I mean, obviously there's some in the Midwest, but it was the total opposite of it was when I was growing up living in North Carolina, there was <laughs> limited. You had to go West to find that stuff. But for what I enjoy on motorcycles, and I still do like to ride the track some, I, I don't much just because it's literally three hours for me to go ride on a moto track. And I can leave my house and go right off road, whether I'm on my 252 stroke, you know, the X model with the 18 inch rear wheel, or I jump on the adventure bike. Hmm. Um, so to go ride moto, I got to load up and I got to, I have to go down to the valley and go to, you know, one or two or three of the, the moto tracks that are down there. So to go three hours one way and spend the day, and I have to do it some because I have events to where I ride oh, yeah. the 450, which is, you know, but kind of kind of behind the eight ball on the thing because i don't ride it a ton i, I enjoy riding off-road and it gets you out away from you know away from people and and you, you typically don't see anybody you know i go That's out right. with my buddies and go do some trail clearing or or we do adventure stuff so i i enjoy riding all of it if i had to ride just one all the time then yeah you probably get burned a little bit but yeah hey uh i want to go back in time and the we were just talking about uh, Supercross and how things have evolved and how kids like they turn pro they they do Loretta's they'll do a couple of uh, outdoor nationals maybe and then they might do another round of amateur stuff then go pro full time whatever you did Loretta's and said hell with it man I'm going to Osaka like who in the hell was in charge <laughs> of that that that's to me now that's just nutty but like you were obviously the skill set was there yeah, I mean, it was definitely different than, you know, and it was all super young. Um, yeah, how old were Whether you? that had something. You were like I six, just turned, 17? well, I just turned, I turned, uh, then, no, I was 16. You, you and I were um, the same age. You were born in 72 or late 71? Yep, 72, July okay. 72. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, it was all at a young age. You know, whether that had anything to do with me, you know, calling it, calling it quits early on. I don't know. I wouldn't go back and change it. I mean, I had some success at a young age and, and, uh, it was cool, but I think, you know, you become mentally stronger, physically stronger, you know, at an older age, whether it's 20 or, you know, in that, in that neighborhood, but I wouldn't go back and, uh, and do it any different, you know, but now I don't agree with a lot of these stuff that these kids, you know, are, are going through and obviously it's developing talent, but I I think it's fun to them, but they don't really get to enjoy, I feel like going and riding a motorcycle because all they do is pound laps mm -hmm. and they race the watch. And, you know, when I was even growing up as a kid, I mean, I, I wanted to go ride the track. I wanted to go spend some time on the trails and, yep. you know, and then as I got older and I ended up in California, we would, we would do our testing and do, you know, what was required there. And then we'd go play riding. Um, I was just with Ricky Johnson the last couple of days doing some trophy truck testing and we, we get to talk, talking about learning on, you know, four wheels and, and, and same with two wheels. And I said, I, I taught myself a lot out riding in the hills and play riding, you know, whether it was, Certainly. you know, a ruddy hillside or trying to climb a hill. And, and nowadays the kids just don't get to do that. It's just so hammered into them for laps and, um, I don't know. That's one thing I, I, I would like to be different. I mean, I think a lot of these kids, if they could go out and ride a lot of different disciplines when it comes to a motorcycle, whether it was off-road, a little bit of trials and some moto, and they, they got to play, 
um, I think it would make them even better. I, I, I really do. I but think it might extend their opinion. career too. Like they talk about that in other sports. Like my kids are big stick and ball guys and they're like, let your kids play everything. They don't have to be one baseball guy. Let them do football, wrestling, whatever they want to do. And they like Heck yeah. football coaches love wrestlers. Wrestling coaches love football yeah. players. Like it, it goes back and forth. So what you're saying is go mess around, go try all that stuff, and it'll make you ultimately a better rider. It'll wrestler. make you safer. Yeah. Sure. You just take a little bit from all of it, you know, and it makes you better. I mean, I I know I mean I'm still I still learn. I still learn when I whether it's on a track or whether I'm riding on, you know, the trails here out, you know, by my house. I, I'm still learning. So um I don't know. I mean it's 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 obviously developing some talent and some, you know, great kids, but what can be their longevity of of all of that of just hammering and hammering and hammering and have somebody always you know, measuring their lap time. It's like, go, go be a kid, man, ride, have fun. And, you know, and, and the big thing is I'm staying healthy. You know, I mean, that's, that's the big thing. I think if you look at a lot of these kids that are professional now that are, have struggled with injuries over the years, if you look back as an amateur, I think they struggled with them there, Yeah. you know, and I don't know what to relate that to. I mean, I don't know if it was being, you know, pushed too hard or pressure, or maybe they did it themselves. I, I, I don't know. I just, or maybe just always That's having just, to ride on the limits. You know, I mean, you talk about play riding and dicking know. around the woods. Yeah, That's had, where I had my most fun was messing around in the woods or drag racing with your – anything but racing. Yeah. I mean, I did a little flat tracking and, you know, which I think helped me in certain, you know, certain parts of my career. I mean, especially when I started having to go to California and ride, you know, hard slick that I'd never seen before. Kind of like, you know, the guys in California never really seen mud. Yeah. So did it, did it help you when you, know, you were trying to take Matasevich out? <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot, lot of that was out of anger. So I don't know, good, good, bad, or indifferent, you know. Yeah. So hey, back to Osaka. Like, did you know where you were uh, in terms of speed? Like, you had to have thought, I think I'm a top five guy at this level. Like, you go there and you beat like the current Supercross champ. You're like. All right, maybe I'm yeah. a little better. I don't know. Like, how did you even re- react I, to that? I had no idea. No, I had no idea. I I really didn't have a whole lot of expectations. I mean, you know, going into practice and stuff, I mean, we knew we were close, but we weren't the fastest guy by any means. Um, so, yeah, I, I had no expectations of myself that night. And honestly, the way I looked at it was – whatever I did was going to be more than I had before because it was the first, <laughs> right. you know, you're fresh and, out and of Loretta's, it, right? Like Loretta's to there. Yeah. pretty. Yeah. I mean, I'd rode the last two nationals, <laughs> you know, Millville or uh, went to Millville and then Washougal. And, and it's funny because, you know, me and Ricky talked about that a little bit over the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, he, I think uh, RJ told me he was 59. And so I just turned 51 and, you know, back when I was 12 and 13 and, you know, obviously was around Ricky, that that gap seemed much bigger. Sure. But you, but I never thought at that time, obviously at 12 years old, that I would end up racing against him. Right. And, and the same old with, and with retired and all, you know, when you're you a little think, kid, you think that, right? So when you, you went this, straight from the Reddas and beat all Jeff those guys. Uh, you know, I mean, when I was 12, you know, Jeff Ward and Johnny and all those guys were, you know, kind of, I, I don't know if they were at their prime yet, but they were probably close. I never thought I, w- I would have gotten to, you know, to race with those guys. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, but, you know, Ricky and I, I've told this story hundreds of times. You know, he was right. It was like 
that night, uh, standing on the podium, you know, he, he, he said, basically, I, I won't say exactly what he said, but he said, you know, you made, you made a mistake standing on the, on the podium. He goes, you made a big mistake. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, he goes from now on, when you don't win, everybody's going to want to know why, what happened. You, you just yeah, can't happened? be, you just got you beat. Win. What right? happened? Yep. It wasn't, you had a bad night or you got your ass kicked or whatever. It was why. And he was right. So that, that just started putting so much pressure on me at a pretty young age. And I did it myself. It wasn't nobody else that, that did it to me. I just had high expectations because once you're there, it's way easier getting there and you have no pressure getting there because everything is to gain. I mean, there was no recollection in my mind that night that I was going to be even racing with RJ, you know? Yeah. And and granted that the track was, was a difficult track to pass on. It was super ruddy. Um, you know, Ricky ran into me shit two or three, maybe even more really good times. And uh, I was just able to, you know, keep it, keep it on two wheels. But, um, yeah, definitely, a one of those moments in your career that you won't ever, you know, you won't ever forget. I was curious about that. Like when he said that to you in the podium, I was going <clears> to <throat> ask you, like you go straight from Loretta's there. You're the, to them. You probably looked nine years old. You know what I mean? Like they're like, this kid's coming here. How did they treat you after the race? Like was, I mean, I, obviously he said that, but were they cool or were they just like, oh my god, this we got to deal with this little. Dude. We got to deal with this kid now. Or um, I we were still we were still pretty tight after after that, and I think we we became enemies back in the U.S. You know, I mean, we went. I went from, you know, I don't know, probably probably got to know R.J. when I was twelve, maybe maybe even younger, um, because I had known his mechanic because his mechanic actually gave me my first contract at Yamaha when I was, I don't know, somewhere in the neighborhoods of eight after the amateur national at Brownsville, Pennsylvania, which was, um, a year or two before we went to Loretta's. Loretta's, Yep. Yep. And, um, so that's how I knew Cliff, uh, Cliff Lett, which was Ricky's mechanic at the time he had went from competition support to, uh, Ricky's mechanic. So that's kind of how I met Ricky. And, you know, again, you go back. I never thought we would uh, we would become enemies, and we did for you know. But that's just the way I think he operated, and the way I did. I I didn't I didn't need to be best friends with the guys that I was racing. As a matter of fact, I didn't want to be. You know, I, yeah. I I that was just the way I used it for motivation. And um, but yeah, I, a lot of those guys you kind of became that, but not every one of them. You know, it's like it's it all depends on. I guess the, the shit talking and how it, how it comes. And obviously it was that cocky kid and you've, I've seen it happen several to obviously a bunch of times since then. And you just go, you know, exactly what guys are feeling, whether you're at the tail end of your career or if you're at the beginning and that pressure at the beginning is way less, (laughs) you know, after that expectation is there. Yeah. Hey, tell me about Joe Robbie and crashing 18 times in that Sandy ass playground sandbox of a racetrack we were talking about that again like i watched that race today just to refresh my memory because it was so nuts Miami, the white dirt of miami yeah like they've never done a racetrack like that they do a hundred foot sand section guys bitch about it oh they're the sand man your whole track was a sand section then yeah it, it the water was was underneath it basically i mean it was like riding on jello that changed every freaking lap you know and um Again, 
I, I expected myself to do well that night, but I didn't definitely didn't expect it to go that way. Uh, you know, it was just one of those things just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm back there again. Oh, now I got to start over again. So I don't know. I don't know how I kept going. You know, that was kind of a thing even through my amateur career. And even later on, I mean, obviously I did a fair amount of crashing and you're having to dig from, you know, from back in the pack to back up front. And I always turn it into a game, you know, cause it's like, and, and, and it took a lot of the pressure away. Once you fell down, and now you're whatever you're 15th let's just say now it's a game and all the pressure's gone because now you've made that mistake it's gone now you just keep fighting and i think that's that's when i had some of my best rides because that pressure i put on myself was you know was a lot and once you broke that whether you crashed or you fell and you got up you were healthy then all right now it's a game how close to the front can i get and i you know, and it, it, obviously you didn't fall because you knew that people were going to enjoy seeing you, you know, come from back in the pack. But that was that was one thing that, I, it, you know, made me feel good is when you can come from wherever that is and come back and win or, or at least be in the race. Does anybody crash twice and win today? And it's <laughs> tough think... to do that in 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since the guys got caught in the gate and came back and won. I, I, I mean, I hear people, you know, talk about it, even just getting caught in the gate. And, you know, that happened. Um, and I've said this a bunch. There's parts of my career that I remember vividly and the parts of it I have no clue. The beginning and certain things stick out. But uh, the one year of San Jose, I got, you know, I got stuck in the gate. And I don't remember what year. But um, Dubak was the they, right. Du, that was the night Dubak won. Yeah, San Jose and the the AMA guys tried to. I got I was hung in the gate for so long that the guys had made it down, which crossed the track, and made a a bit of a horseshoe, and then they're coming back across the starting line, and they tried to stop me, to keep me from going because the guys were getting close. Oh wow! And obviously, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the AMA guy. <laughs> And, uh, you know, anyways, and then chase back down. But it was like that night. It, it was one of my probably best, one of the best rides of my career, you know. And yeah. that pressure it instantly went away. And it was like, okay, now it's a game. Where where can I get to? And I never would have thought that me and Doug would have went across the finish line. And not only, you know, him winning, but then beating me by, a, you know, a half a bike or whatever. Pair of Yamahas, man. They were well, loving that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good night. I mean, literally, it was like me winning. I mean, honestly, because of where, you know, getting stuck in the gate, making it back that far and then, and then Dr. D winning. So you were, you were probably good with Doug. I mean, he's like probably the nicest nicest dude ever. Yeah, We were, we were, I mean, you know, it's funny. Everybody makes a comment a lot lot of times that Doug was the only guy that I ever liked. And, uh, (laughs) and yeah, and, and honestly on the team, I mean, we got along great. We trained together, we rode together. We never had that issue of, of who's the leader of the team or who's not the leader of the team and all this bit. We didn't have that issue. I mean, I dealt with that with, you know, the guys that were similar age. I mean, even like me and Emick didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't hate one another, but it, we weren't, we weren't best buddies. I should say when we were on the, when we were on the same team, but me and Doug were, Yeah. Um, whether it was the age difference or the, uh, and, and even that was when, even when Emick was on 125s, you know, we, just racing separate classes i just it was just hard I, and you know obviously the, the the racing was stan i mean we we were we were not best buddies back then but but we could talk you know and we 
we were pretty normal compared to what I was with some of the other competitors. And, you know, and me and Doug were, you know, on a different level when it came to, you know, working together and training together. And it wasn't like we had to hide any secrets, which I never was really into hiding secrets because I was like, you know, if somebody figures out something I'm doing and they learn from it, that's just going to motivate me to, to, to figure out some other way to beat them. You know, it's like whether it was a line on the track or, you know, my mechanic had always, but ah, you don't need to show them that. You don't need to show them. I'm like, yeah, I, I have no problem doing it. I said, because if they figure it out and it makes them better, then motivates me to figure out another way to beat them. Yeah. Who is a guy so, that you absolutely love to beat? Like if, at, if, if the gate drops and if there's one guy you have to beat, was it Matasevich, Larry Ward? Like who is a guy like, I cannot stand man. this guy beating me. Yeah, I... God, I don't know who stood out. You know, obviously everybody would always think that's chicken, but it, it really wasn't. You know, I mean, we had our issues and, you know, I I felt like, and maybe I'm wrong, I felt like I tried to race with guys the way they raced with me. And that was the reason me and Jeff could race so tight. Yeah, we had our bar bangs and whatever, but it wasn't it wasn't like we had a problem with it because we raced. We, we could still race against one another and trust one another, but there was there was probably only... I don't know, two or three guys during my time that I could, that you could race super tight with right on their back tire or right beside them or whatever. And you knew what they were going to do and you could trust them. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the guys, you know, you couldn't, but I, I don't know who that one person would be. And we, you know, it's like, you always have somebody you race differently or harder than the other guy. Mm-hmm. But I honestly don't, I, I really don't know who that person would be. I mean, um, you know, you would think it would be guys kind of on your team, right? Because you always right. wanted to be guy that guy on the team. Yeah. But for me and Doug, that wasn't the case. You know, maybe with, you know, me and Emig and, you know, some of the guys, you know, after that. But I, I really couldn't uh, – I've never really thought about that. Just as an outsider looking in, I'm thinking, like, Doug is older. He's, you know, an established veteran. And Emig is probably gunning your for next your com- – uh, yeah. He's gunning for your seat, you know, and you, I think yep. that would add to the yep. tension. And he's a, he's a West Coast guy. You're an East Coast guy. And I'll say this. Being from the East Coast, man, you are our – and I'm, I was so dumb at the time because I've, I've since traveled to the West Coast a bunch, and I've really enjoyed going out there and announcing races from Mammoth and up and down the coast to, you know, enjoying the people out there. But, man, I could not stand people from the West Coast. So Damon, As a kid. As a kid. No, yeah. he, he knows, he's the same age as me, so I'm like, hell yes, finally, somebody from the – Oh, yeah, you were big for, you were big for all, like for our all whole group yeah, because yes. you were a southeast guy. Yes, a you southeast know, like, guy, like a damn redneck that yeah, you're you're, you're one of us, man, and everybody was like, damn, hell yeah. finally, all these West Coast dudes, and he's in the mix. Shut well, up. you know, and you're, you're right because, you know, when I, when I first had to go to California and start racing Saddleback and Carlsbad and those places, I mean – Man, that was a lot of learning to do. I mean, those Dude, guys. You were an outsider. And it would have been. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. You feel like you were in a different country because <laughs> it had that, you know, East Coast, West Coast rivalry, sure. I, I guess you would say. And at that time, I mean, all the guys came from the West Coast. I mean, you had David Bailey and obviously there were some other guys, you know, but very few. Everybody mm-hmm. came from the West Coast. And I felt like it was because they, you know, they could race three days a week or a night a week or four days or whatever. All the factories were there. there. Right. I mean, we had to, I had to go there. I mean, I had to go there and get my ass kicked and I did. And, you know, I had to go to Florida and get beat. And you just, 
you had to go to all of those places to learn. And I'm just thankful that, you know, my parents were able to to put me in that because you don't ever want to get beat, right? You want to just go win all the time. But that's really, that's almost like never making a mistake and, you know, and, and learning from it. Hey, can I <laughs> so, ask you about your parents? Because we had Keith Turpin on and dude, like Keith's one of our dear friends and he used to ride out of my yeah. dad's shop. And I was like, how did this all happen? He goes, man, my dad immediately got in that truck and said, we're going. We're going to go find, find competition. the competition. And yeah. I, I, that is just fascinating to me to have parents that, you know, at age nine, they can go, man, we got to go we find We got to go to another state. Like his dad was coast. next level. Like yeah. his dad figured shit out really quickly. And he didn't have anybody in his ear. Like Shea Bentley, his dad, uh, John Turpin, was his mentor. So he kind of fast-tracked Shea Dennis. through by, yeah, Dennis, through to, to help him get him to where he needed to be. And John... Keith's dad. John was innovative. Japanese engineers would ask him questions. I mean, Keith told us, like, hey, they would go, what did you do to this motorcycle? Yeah, he swapped carbs out on Keith's factory Suzuki with a Honda, and he was passing all the factory Suzuki guys, and all the Japanese guys came to him after that moto and asked him. Anyway, long story short, it was basically his dad who was so innovative in how he thought, and I'm sure your dad was like, sounds like the same dude. Yeah, my dad wasn't... um... You know, when it comes to the mechanics and all that, I mean, my dad could take care of the bikes and, and I also had a mechanic and, you know, we had, you know, we had engine guys. I mean, we used pro circuit stuff and we used bars competition stuff and all of that. But my dad could take care of the bikes, but he wasn't like, I don't think like Turpin's dad or even he like Emig's dad. He brakes and such. Right. I mean, yeah, no, no. I mean, my dad was working two or three jobs to support our, to support our habit, you know? And, um, so, and, and it wasn't in building motorcycle parts. I mean, I always had good bikes and luckily I had Yamaha's help at, at a young age, but, and I think Yamaha, you know, helped with that. But my dad was also like, you know, locally, you know, we could win, but I wasn't pushing myself and they would get pissed off if I tried to ride the class above me because I needed that competition. Some places were okay with it, some weren't. Mm. So we're like, we have to chase those guys in in Illinois and in, in Texas and Florida and California. And that's that was those places that that we had to go. And and um kind of same thing. You know, we 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 went to California and 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 no different than going to Texas. Texas was different than than um you know the north carolina dirt so i think you know you had to become you know versatile i mean you couldn't just live in florida and and i think that showed in my career that i could ride lots of different type of stuff to where when you and and we didn't i don't think we saw a lot of west coast guys coming to the east coast Mm -hmm. to ride and learn that's fair that and i think and i think that hurt them you know, when we would end up at Loretta's or, or, or wherever, where it would, where it could potentially be muddy and, or when we went to Mount Morris or, you know, Unadilla or places like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think back then, a lot of guys at, at my age or whatever was, was traveling out to, to find that competition. And we found it and we got our butts kicked and, but we, you know, figured out how to ride it. What about the first time you rode Carlsbad? I mean, when you see that thing on the wide world of sports, it looked like the most awful track ever built. <laughs> it's so it just looks like you're like brown asphalt. Yeah, in your head you're like, man, there are nine tracks within four hours of me that are better than that. It's yes. hard as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and I had obviously been, you know, going to some nationals and even this pretty young age because I think it. I don't know. I'm thinking 12, 13 years old. I'm thinking, okay, maybe I can, 
end up where you know the the Ricky Johnson and the David Bailey and Johnny O'Mara, Jeff Ward, all all of those guys um, are. And so going to Carlsbad, obviously you'd seen it on TV and you'd heard about it, and you know you got to watch nationals there. And so to get to ride on it was pretty freaking cool as a kid. But you know she was that track was only good for a few laps after the prep. You know, I mean, obviously for nationals and stuff, they prepped it and it would last a little longer, but you're right. I mean, we'd go there and do tire testing and we'd get, you know, you'd go out there for 10 laps and you'd get six, maybe four, maybe four or five good laps out of that because in the mm. beginning it was slick and shit. You couldn't stand up. Then it would come around <laughs> and you could get some tire testing in and then it was gone again. And then we'd have to go through that same process again. But um, just one of those iconic places that I'm, fortunate i got to ride at and, and same with same with carlsbad i mean uh, same with um saddleback Did you, yeah saddleback you got to ride there too yep Super yep cool. yep and i yeah so it, it i think it goes back to you know being versatile i mean obviously they can imitate a lot of stuff down in florida and these places where these camps are but and nowadays i way i look at it these guys are spoiled when it comes to track prep mm -hmm. i mean you just don't get hard packed blue grooves slick dusty you know wind blowing 30 miles an hour like it used to do it at, at um oh hangtown you know yeah. for an example we you just don't see any of that anymore we were talking about that and earlier i don't like too. the dust what's but that we were talking about that earlier too like these tracks now like unadilla this weekend was like a, it looked like a slot car track the ruts all the way around the track long you know, and it yeah. used to didn't be, you know, you didn't have it that way. And we were talking, like, some people say they like the ruts. And we're just, I just think we were talking about the, you know, do we think that the ruts take away from the racing a little bit? Because you guys could change lines and cut back under people so much. It's like the tracks used to get really bumpy, but they didn't have those long ruts, I guess, from those flipping tractor 450s. Oh. Oh, no, I agree. I, I think it's stupid. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, I think it's stupid. The guys can't move around. They can't go inside, outside. And and it's they plow it so freaking deep. And, you know, not only the bikes are developing the ruts, but they just plow it so deep because they either, because of TV, they don't want to take the time to go out and at least reprep the track a little bit or throw some water on it or whatever. So they try to get that moisture all, you know, down so deep so they don't have to do anything to it all day. And I, I don't like it. I mean, I, I didn't mind ruts. I like ruts, but let that develop on their own. Don't let's have the exact same thing every single weekend, freaking knee deep ruts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, and, it does. I think it takes away a little bit. Like you said, you know, when you're going down a long sweeping straightaway, like you kind of saw this weekend and you can't change lines. I mean, that that's got to hurt the racing. some. you know, there's no, I, I, I truly think so. I mean, I, I'm not saying that dust is safe, obviously, and you might get a little bit of that at the Telemundo Moto, but man, I just remember, you know, you could get up there, you could dice with a guy. How are you going to dice with a guy, even if you're following him? Yeah. You know, you break out into maybe a short straightaway that don't have ruts, but I don't know. Yeah, don't he know. slows down. I, you I, have to slow down. You know, or yeah, you're not. You yeah, know, it's hard. you can't go inside out. You can't go. You know, I don't know, and it's. Definitely probably no, not as I, safe for the jump. Well, and they say they do it, you know, like at Loretta's, they say they do it to slow guys down. But a straightaway, 
with 20 ruts across is safer than letting guys get up to the speed and maybe deal with a rut in the corner. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's my, that's my theory. I mean, I'm sure they have theirs and maybe that's the reason I'm not in that position, but I just, I like to see more racing, whether it's an easier track because, you know, back in the day, there was different tracks with different soil and they would, you know, like Seattle, we always knew we were going to get ruts at Seattle, you know, and, and it would separate guys for sure. You knew Anaheim, you knew how Anaheim was going to be. And so I don't know. I just, and I know the supercars has kind of developed a, a little bit different because they can't plow them so deep there. Cause they can't put so much dirt in the, in the stadium, right. but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I like to see that. You know, and even you look back, you know, after me, um, there there was some freaking killer Unreal Racing stuff that I've seen recently that's like, we have not seen that in how long? Now, I don't know what to relate it to. Bikes, riders, whatever. I, yeah, I think the tracks have a lot. Yeah, it's it's something, though, because we were, you know, you see those, like, Carmichael's, the la- you know, the last year, him and Stewart Outdoors, uh, they were all over the track, you know, and Yes, you know, and they were riding 450s fast bikes. I mean, they were carrying a very high rate of speed, but they could change lanes. I mean, change lines. They could change. Point. You know, they were they were all over the thing, and you just don't see that kind of. And and those dudes are experimenting with uh, soil uh, amendments, with how much water they put on it, when they prep it, how they prep it. I know they're trying to figure this out. Like they're not just kind of going, oh, I don't know, man. We'll just go with it. Like I know they're science. Oh mind. no, it's a science. Yeah, for sure. And and I understand that tv and the time frame and yeah, all this yeah. stuff they got but man we need we need i don't know we need good racing you know it's like when you hey i don't know i don't know i don't know what the answer is but i think it's just plow the thing you know not as deep and and you might get a little bit of you might get a little bit of dust in the moto but have it to where you can go out and sling a little water on it and scratch it up a little bit so it's not slick and yeah you know it almost be cool to, to see some dust again though <laughs> I know. I mean, really, you know, like, (laughs) wouldn't it be just cool to see? If you go back and look at old videos, Colorado, dude, Colorado is the first one. That that thing was dusty as shit. I think that was Castle Rock in 82. You you go to Sacramento back and it was a different time of the year, you know, when we rode there and the wind would be blowing. I mean, it was just gnarly. I'm not only riding the track, but you had to learn to deal with the wind and how to take off on one side of the track and end up on the other. And it, and it would, it wasn't dusty like the first part of the race, but towards the end, man, it would start getting a little dusty. It was all part of, part of the game, but. Yeah. You know, the tracks, like you said, they, they water them so deep now that like, unless it rains, most of the field comes off pretty clean. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're pretty like by comparison, you know, like, sure. Like nobody's got a raccoon face from the dust and dirt, you know, when you take your helmets off that much anymore. Yeah. Just think about that. Like used to, you got like with you guys, you take your helmets off on the podium. And, and even if you were up front, like you might threw up on your face. Yeah. Like, you'd have to wash your face <laughs> yeah, off. It's terrible. Yeah. No, it's just changed. I mean, I know we, we go through some changes and, but I, again, I just think it goes back to that whole thing, man. They got to, they want to get that moisture down there so they don't have to TV, have man. to screw with it. But, and, and you and know, then it's like Unadilla. You know, you know that they used to be knee high or waist deep in grass. Did yep. you get to ride it like that, Damon? Did you have practice? I did. There? You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, you you know, you'd go there and and then even there'd still be grass left on it. It was time to race after even press day or practice. Yeah. 
and it was just super cool but and then you know we got down to the rock i don't know how it was there then but or you know it it looked great i don't know how it was if you were there you know Mm -hmm. but it's just yeah i mean developing the ruts and whatnot i mean usually that stuff would come with rain you know all right well we don't have ruts but we're getting ready to get them with this rainstorm so you know, you watch some of the European races. Their their tracks now develop a little bit like the old that's a, tracks. That's a great here. point. A, a mid nineties, early two thousands USA racetrack look like the oh, European man. Euro tracks now. They get bumpy. You know, they and not not as ruddy, just bumpy and right, nasty, <laughs> yeah. literally nasty. So yep, when, when they, you think they, of it, tell me what makes a fun racetrack for you, like. Like, is Southwick fun to you? Is Millville fun to you? Like, what was a track that you like, dude, I cannot um, wait to get I, on this thing. Yeah, Southwick was one of my more favorite tracks. I mean, I liked it. I didn't dislike it. But I liked, you know, like, Axton, Virginia, and, mm-hmm. you know, Mount Morris, uh, Gainesville. Uh, I I even was okay with Hangtown a, a little bit. Um, not not great, but it, it was a pretty kind of natural terrain, different different terrain changes it wasn't all you know completely you know man-made um a track like troy ohio i absolutely hated it um but it was the kenworth i mean hated it it was a freaking supercross track it i mean was. there was 49 jumps on the damn thing <laughs> so um, fucking hot i just thought too. we just raced 17 or 16 ever how many rounds of supercross and now we got to ride this now we're doing it in the, i want to i want to go somewhere like Melbourne. Hell yeah, I want to go somewhere like Gainesville or, you know, just, I don't know, some of those more. Hey, what did you do with bike setup for Troy? Like, that's full-blown Supercross. It was hard-packed. Fast Supercross. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, Supercross at 15 miles an hour faster speed. Yes, and 100 degree temperature. Yes, yes. And, I mean, it was gnarly. You know, it got hot in there and there was no breeze. It was was a gnarly race. Mm. But, um, yeah, I just like more of the natural terrain. and, And what was cool too is if they got changed each time we went there or at least a couple of new sections that we hadn't raced on before that was one thing as an amateur racing you know up at you know david bailey and gary bailey's place is that you know every time we'd go there for a local race gary had thrown in another cool section Mm -hmm. you know and 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 it wouldn't be that he went out there and built a supercross section he just added another off camber or something that would just, was natural terrain that was funner and funner than hell but you know it's like so like loretta's my dad i was just on my on the phone with my dad earlier and you know he knew i went there and he asked me about the track and i go you know there's a few things few things different but it's going the same direction yep. you know it's the finish line similar. is where it is it's yeah, road yeah. and i i feel like there's you know obviously they're working there in the bottom where it's flat but there's there is a lot of uh, even a lot more potential and again it's an iconic race and they kind of keep it the same but i, I think each year i would i would try to throw some new sections in and, and mix that up because it was funny riding i'm like it's all kind of the same direction as it's been since yeah. what was the first year there was it 82 82 yeah yep yeah so and the same even with some of the outdoor nationals i think you know they they do a little bit of different stuff but and I get the whole, you know, prep aspect of it now. I mean, it's it's a it's a big deal. It's not like you're just going to some field with a couple of man-made jumps and right. putting on a national. You know, There's you got to consider considerations and yeah, keep lap you got to park semis and TV and 
Yeah. So, and you know, that's like when they, you know, Mount Morris, I feel like I, I and went there a couple times. So I think it's changed again a little bit. It, it went from like this really cool European laid out on a, you know, hillside natural terrain track to, oh, let's put it in this bowl here for TV. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it, man. I get the TV shit, but let's let's uh, let's have some good racing. Yeah, I think they're I think they're gonna kind of there's gonna be a balancing point because like you have uh like I know it's for spec I know the bowl aspect is for spectators. I've been in these meetings where like hey man we can put people here we can do this we can put the pits here and it's all about the flow of the event getting people in and out and water truck roads and all this stuff. But then you have events yeah. like Red Bull Straight Rhythm, which is a uh, million miles long i announced that thing and it's fucking awesome yeah. because it's one lap and it's close as hell so i think i think they're coming back around to like all right nothing's for sure set in stone we don't have to water it this way every time i think i think they're open to anything if it makes it racing would be good. good for a little bit they're of not trying they are i promise you they're not trying to go i want it ruddy i don't want good racing i want it wet like, yeah. i promise you yeah. they want well good no racing. they need a good show right i mean sure you think back in the day to to Unadilla, how spread out it was. And I don't know about now. I haven't been there in a while, so I don't know how it looks. And then thinking about Gainesville, how far it was from the starting line to the road, clear out to the road. Yeah. How, I mean, that was a, that was a long, long wait, way. <laughs> you know, and there was people everywhere, everywhere. And I, and I know safety stuff has changed and insurance and whatever. I, I, you know, you take all, try to take all that in consideration, but then you look at like the, you go back to the European stuff and how gnarly their tracks are. And I, again, some of those don't look like anything would be any fun to ride, but there's a happy medium there somewhere. And, and I, and I think you're right. I'm not beating up on these guys that they're not trying. Cause I, I have been around a few of those, you know, meetings when, you know, I was driving a monster truck and they were talking about, you know, the whole aspect of it, of how, so they, they got a lot of, a lot of people involved there from, a lot of different directions and just like somebody well hey let's just go build a bitch and track well got to think about the parking the fans and the tv and so sure. on yeah for sure i do think though how i mean just how cool would it be to have like some like late 80s through the 90s races Why Why that, were, that were Themed if we could go back and watch those races with the camera angles and coverage and everything like <laughs> all the view that we have now of what was going on back then it's there yeah, cool it's there. The interest is there, and the the ability to do it. Like they do throwback races, and they they actually did a throwback track. I think a couple yeah, years did. back, like it was the track. Anaheim eighty six. So they can you know tinker with that. Like I I don't know what the the perfect fix is, and and I'm not saying it's even broke, but like you know. But obviously know. the We've cameras been, are better now. We're fifty years you know, into this. Yeah, I mean if you had that you same guys, kind of racing, and you guys probably do it. Like right, you're right down the road, regardless of where you're at, whether you're in. Tennessee or I don't know, Washington or Idaho or, or, or wherever you're at, you're looking at hillsides or Shit, rolling yeah. hills and going, how cool would it be just to go out there in that pasture or that field and just take, you know, banner or ribbing and just lay out lay a track. Nope. No man, no man made. Just let's lay it out full on natural train and just let's see how this thing forms out. I just, I always think about that. Kevin and I had that conversation like two days ago. We were on the phone and I was driving down the road and they cleared out a place for another uh, subdivision, you know, and it's, you know, huge 25 acres rolling hills and they've got the roads that they've used to like clear it. And I was like, 
it looks like the badass, most badass <laughs> motocross track out through like but no that's, jumps. Just that's what terrain. a dual sports for right there. You go out there on a Sunday when nobody's working it's and a just trespassing vehicle. Just you trespass just... and go <laughs> make your own uh, get your own about a three minute lap out there and just ride all day there. I mean it like you said, you see that hillside or that where it's cleared out like out the road and you're just like, Man, that's beautiful. That would be an Absolutely. awesome track. Yeah. Some of the vintage and we used to go ahead. I was just going to say some of the vintage uh, racing series around here, they do things like that. There's a race in Tennessee at a guy named Randy Studer's farm, and it's just the steepest, grassiest hills. They just go and it's up the and down it, damn day and people just had. get done, and they're so happy. Yeah. You, you know, again, it goes back to kind of like Unadilla back in the day. I mean, they would drag it back over, and they'd put grass on it, and cows would be on it for a portion of the year, and then when it come time for the national, they'd go in there and – lay it out and it would be you know grass or whatever and yeah. but we you know we used to get do that out in the hills unfortunately you know the guys you know these riders nowadays don't have much of that opportunity but i mean i remember we'd go and it would be legal and you'd find a and even here where i live we'd go up in the hills and it'd be nasty steep just not like something after you you'd lay it out and it would be ruts and crevice you know just everything and it would be nasty to ride like you tried to get something that was so nasty that you really didn't want to ride it that it was rough so when you went to the race you were super excited to ride yeah well you were excited to ride something that was that was you know wet and it was going to be cool because where you just ridden was hell yeah dude our buddy and he was you don't know it, but you were his arch rival, Sean Dukes, and Sean wanted to beat you. And I, I, I was there at Devil's Ridge. <laughs> yeah. I told you a little bit of this, and Sean even goes, "Man, thanks for talking about that." Like at Loretta's, because I was at Devil's Ridge your last year as a uh, as a pro, and it was you and Sean was there. And I'm like, "Dude, here we go. Let's let's go." And like my guy, last Sean Dukes. Yeah, it was, it was it was Dame, no Damon's last year as a amateur as at an Loretta's. Amateur. Yeah, okay. so right. I was yep. in Sean's corner. Yeah, we're gonna handle business. I mean, obviously, no, <laughs> nobody handles business against you. But like, if anybody could do it, Sean, like, I, I would put some money. The guy could ride, but didn't, no, no, he was a good rider. Yeah. He was, he was good. And we would go to a place off where where they dug up bodies for uh, <laughs> dead people to go ride dirt bikes. That's where we oh, rode. Yeah, like, absolutely around yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Yes, the, the the Wayne Williams murders were where we all learned how to ride, and they were jump tabletops out of, <laughs> out of burial ground. So, yeah, speaking of gnarly places to practice, Fulton Industrial and all that stuff is where yeah. we learned just dead bodies where we were. <laughs> <laughs> we'd double Roast off dudes. enough little, <laughs> little skulls kid bones. and stuff. Man. Not really, but like this is where they were hunting for the bodies, the 21 murdered God rest her soul. Kids that yeah. died in 1982. True story. Yeah. yeah. And we were riding right there, right there by the river. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and I want to change gears. We're, we're going to let you go here in a minute because we've, uh, we've, we've kind of talked about this. I, I, I told Wygan, I'm like, dude, because I texted him, I'm like, hey, man, we have Damon on. And I told him, I said, dude, he lived and wore two of the most iconic gear brands back to back at the, back, peak, at of the peak of power. each of their powers. Like yep. he went from barbed wire. Zebra skin, fox, immediately to the baddest ass Axo, Axo that was ever invented. Ever. Stop. Don't even, like, neither brand needs to not try to do it again because you got to wear both of them at, the, at that yeah. perfect moment in time. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it just kind of goes back to this thing with, with Yamaha and the colors. And I was just fortunate enough to be a part of that era, right? I mean, the designers were did a hell of a job and, and at that age, I didn't really care 
what I was going to wear. Obviously, you you know, you still had your favorites and, you know, they would ask me a, a lot, um, probably not so much at Fox, but maybe even at AXO or some of those other, you know, companies like, what do you want to wear? I'm like, whatever's not selling hmm. is what I want to wear. That's and what I, I was about to say, because you made that AXO gear. Like, I mean, it was good looking really stuff. I don't care but, what it looks like. But, and then it's like, you know, the, 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 you know, the throwback colors. Well, when I was 16 and they brought that stuff out, I'm like, ah, you know, you definitely. I'm 16. I want to throw back feel, shit. What are you talking yeah, about? I ain't throwing back. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's like now looking at those colors, man, it's, it's even more badass than it was even, you know, back then. Because then when it, we didn't know that, right? I, I didn't didn't realize that that those colors and that stuff would be so iconic again so long later but uh i was just fortunate to be a part of it yeah man well we were dorks and and i was like dude the 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 planets on damon's helmet are you kidding me that belmoto five with the freaking all the planets (laughs) painted in there get out of here it burned your psyche forever forever and that never forget it that stuff you wore in 94 (laughs) the axo stuff was legit damn it looked good it was neat good yeah it was good times for sure and i got it just the fun and you know even with with the fox guys early on i mean they were they were all you know super young and then even at axo they just were so into it and you know they they came to me with ideas and things that we wanted to do to to try to build a you know to build a fan base I, ideas i'm like yeah yeah that sounds bitching let's do that i mean because they you know axo um jim hill and uh sure Kenny Dolanak, and then I had another friend, uh, Rick Smith, that that worked there. And, you know, those guys would come to me on a weekend and they go, you know, what, what do you think about doing this? And they go, let's just get a bag of gear and T-shirts and hats and whatever. And let's just walk into the stands for 30 or 45 minutes, just on our own. We can we can do this and you can sign some shit and we'll throw out some shit. And we'll do this. And, you know, we do that. And it was huge. Can you, I mean, you, yeah, nobody, was, see doing, nobody doing was doing that. No, nobody was, I don't even remember that even happening. So Ever. that tells me it was very small you know, pockets of whatever. Yeah. And they just had these ideas and we do it. We do it at Supercrosses, And uh, it, it was really cool because that was one thing that I, you know, I wanted at a, at a young age when you, you, you go to a, and, and even though an outdoor, um, a lot of times you're riding and whatever, or something you said would, kind of speak for itself but how could you get these people on your side because it motivated you and it was to me it was a mental thing so I wanted them all on my side so what what would that take and you think about it but then it would just kind of end up coming natural and kind of happening um you know it was I don't know I felt like for me it was a it was a love hate there was a lot of guys out there that were just kind of on the fence right I don't know if anybody you know, loved them or hated them, but I, I feel point. like that was kind of my my relationship with a lot of different, you know, people and yeah, fans like, or whatnot. Like Jeff Stanton, to me, I'm just an average fan at that time. He was a blue-collar, hard-working guy. Either way, didn't really like him, hate him, whatever. Jean-Michel right. Bell, he was from France. The Gulf War's happening. No, if you're not we from America, we got to hate everybody. <laughs> it was terrible. I didn't boo the guy, but I'm, yeah. I was that guy. I'm like, you're not from uh, you're not from here. You're like, from you're here. done. Yeah. Right, but right, he right. came here and he's like, "Yes, your racing is simple. Your women are easy. We'll, I would destroy all of them." I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck this guy's, he's killing everything." So I wanted Stanton to beat him. I wanted you to beat him, and whatever. Yeah. Man, it was it was an yeah, interesting no, time. Yeah, no, it's really hard to to race, you know. And but it's it's like you know, me and Velopoto have talked about it a lot. It's like going to Europe and racing, and some guys were successful to go and do it, but 
to be an American and go to Europe and race during that time was Ooh. really, really, really hard. And man, just like John Michelle, right? Oh, I, and I experienced it. I, I knew what it was like. You felt like you had no friends. You were racing against the whole world. They all hated you. Mm. Um, and they definitely did not want to see you win. Um, so I, I know, I know it was hard, you know, and, um, you, you think back on that and for the guy to be as good as he was and as successful as he was, um, in a place that he was not, uh, wasn't really wanted and hey, welcomed. Dude, he just poof disappeared. Like, I, no, you can't do that. We have to beat you. You, <laughs> yeah, dick. We need, you we can't need just that number leave. one plate to get some seconds. And Damn thirds. it. Do you think they, they based, they said I've had enough of these assholes. No, he yeah, won out. <laughs> I'm out. You think they based, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, character in uh, Talladega Nights <laughs> on, on on John Michelle Bell. Yeah, I think that's exactly sure, exact. takeoff right there. <laughs> somebody was there on the tour. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, that, whoever wrote that movie was a motocross fan. Yeah. They're like, sure. Gonna he was a truck driver for HRC. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. write this movie. I'm gonna <laughs> use do this just to get it. John J M B. Yes. All right, Damon. Hey, what about? <laughs> What about your uh, your mechanics? You had Chavez, I think, when you turned pro, Mike Chavez, and then yep, yep, you got yep. Brian Linus later. Um, was there? Did you have Wyatt Seals at some point? Uh, Wyatt was during the arena cross arena stuff. Cross? I mean, me and Wyatt were friends because I he had worked for some other you know amateur friends of mine, and then. Uh, but but yeah, no, I mean, I was, I had good guys. I mean, Mike was really really good. He was a really good um you know on the bike when it came to every aspect of it yeah um, i was gonna kind of say they it, were very different people you you had oh, some good mechanics absolutely. sure but they're very different did hmm. they complement those times of your career was lunas was it good to have brian lunas at a point where you really needed to be pushed because he seemed like he might push right and chavez yeah maybe no not. absolutely absolutely mike was pretty soft-spoken and you know, he wouldn't throw chalkboards at me and break shit and cuss <laughs> me out, but he was good with the bike. And, and, uh, I think that's what I needed at that young age, because maybe if I had that guy that leaned on me like Alanis at so young, maybe I would have just said, this ain't, this oh, is not for me. <laughs> um, you know, and so, yeah, at, at that point in my career, Brian was, was, was good for me. I mean, hell, he would, he would train with me. He would come and stay and go, with the, you know take the practice bike and i would ride a good bike and i think a lot of that was yeah him being a part of the training and the, the riding during the week but also to try to keep me heading down the yeah the straight and narrow yeah. you know from from drifting off and whether it was you know doing shit or staying out late or That's whatever right. whatever it might be um it, it was good for me because there was a lot of distractions i mean you were young and you, you know you, you had you had money, money and, and yeah right and you know there was boats and water and all of that stuff so <laughs> it, it was good it was good timing i mean i think um you know and everybody knows it's not a secret I, mike was super good with the bike super soft spoken but good for my career and yep. and then brian was you know m maybe not that super intricate technician guy but we had all of those people that could do that whether it was engine guys or suspension guys or whatever yeah but brian was a good on that other side because he was smart about training and I was hard headed. I would never hire a trainer. I'm just yeah. like, I'm going to do this on my, I'm going to do this on my own. Those other guys got trainers. I'm going to do this shit on my own. And I, I'm going to still try to beat them. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, Brian filled in there. And then, um, you know, I, I begged Steve Butler there at the end of my career and, and I had, you know, Bob Oliver worked on my bike some, and then actually I went and did some stuff in Europe at one time and 
Keith McCarty worked on my bike. And so, um, you know, not full seasons at times, but I, and I worked with those guys on the team, you know, Bob yeah. was engine guy and Don R mm-hmm. was suspension. And so it was pretty cool, you know, to, to think back when he was a kid and had, you know, McCarty was working on Hannah's bikes. And yeah. then later on, he's my mechanic at a, at a national, I think we were in Belgium or somewhere. I don't, I don't remember the, but I know we're in Europe. And then, you know, I always knew Steve Butler was really good. And I, and I, and I liked Steve, um, you know, obviously he was, image mechanic and i think when image went to went to kawasaki you know he really wanted steve to go with him and i think steve was thinking about it and that was kind of when i was coming back and so i just i begged steve literally um you know to stay and work on my bikes and uh, i think kawasaki and jeff and whatever and i i threw the whole sales pitch on him like man you you've been here for a while do you want to go to another company and start over yeah you got some time in here and uh, so anyways steve stayed and worked on my bikes and was, you know, Steve was pretty soft spoken and would say bits and pieces, but was just, you know, was really good with the bike. And at that time we didn't have the greatest motorcycle. Um, so we, you know, we spent a lot of, spent a lot of time testing and trying to make that thing good. So, uh, it was good to have, you know, all of those, all of those guys, there's not. And then later on when I wrote, you know, the Honda, I had a friend of mine, uh, Mike Andrews that worked on my bike and then, you know, Mike got hurt and had Paul Delorier. And so, yeah, it was just, I don't know, good stuff when you look back on it and there wasn't any of those guys that you disliked and you really couldn't. I mean, the way I looked at it, and I don't know how it is now with these guys, but I looked at it as, man, your mechanic had to be like your best friend. Yeah. You know, you had to be able to, to talk to him and, you know, because obviously the whole thing is a mental game, man, and it can be something mental from home or, personal or girlfriend or wife or whatever. And now you're at the track and your mechanic kind of, and and in the early days at Yamaha, you know, everybody, or I felt like they were all my family. I could talk to any of them, whether it was John R or Bob or McCarty or whatever. And, you know, when I went away and came back that, that corporate thing had started grabbing a handle of, and you had to be careful, um, you know, what, what you, what you talked about with them, wow. you know, whether it was something you did during the week that was actually fun for you. Um, but right. maybe they didn't think you should have been doing that. <laughs> and then if your results didn't prove it, it was like, Oh shit. It was because you went water skiing three days or right. whatever. That's know? Bob Hanna about that. Uh, you asshole. You had a pop tart. Yeah. Oh Wednesday. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I had that. I was telling Ricky over the last couple of days. I said, yeah, I said, you know, Lennis always wanted to throw Hannah shit in my face and, <laughs> Ricky Johnson shit in my face. And then I had that from Good McCarty Lord. as well. Something handed it or whatever. And I listened to it. And then I had, you know, a blowout with Brian one time. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm not Ricky Johnson. I'm not Bob Anna. I said, um, you know, no, no disrespect to either one of those guys, but don't, I, I will listen to you on things that those guys did and advice and whatever, but don't compare me to them. You know, so he's like, you should be taking naked pictures for Fox. Yeah, like like Ricky Johnson. (laughs) Why are you not doing that? Face white and put a parrot on your shoulder. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Hey, we got a a question from one of our uh, fans. It's part of our Lever Skins big sponsor here. Lever Skins. I'm sure you're aware of them. Uh, Uh, You know, they're getting into helmet skins too. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're a big sponsor too. Helmet skins as well. (laughs) But they wanted one of our fans wanted to know what was one of the dumber things you ever bought with some of the money. That you had, and I, I think this is going to be a boring answer because I just don't think you ever bought anything dumb like a, 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 a monkey, 
<laughs> crocodile. I don't know. Anything no, stupid? no, yeah. I, Come on, give me something. God, I know. I, I don't know, man. I would. I probably go back to like the first pickup that I built that I lifted and big tires and fucking suspension and stereo and all this much shit that. I thought was so cool, and the whole time my dad was telling me, "You're an idiot." It's not that cool, right? It's hard to it's load not. a bike in. It's going to ride like shit. It's going to drive like shit, and blah 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 blah. Well, as a kid, you know what you want, and I had the money, and so I did it. Well, it only happened once, and I was 16 years old, and That's I did it good. one time. That's pretty good. Never again. But I, I mean, yeah, you're going to do tires and wheels on a truck, but I didn't lift it up because my dad was right. It rode like shit. It robbed the horsepower. How are we supposed blah, blah, to get blah, this blah, blah. bike in the bed? It sucks. Yeah, and, and seven my whole tall. thing was I could not use, you know, a ramp. That was against, I just couldn't do it. It was like, mm. I have to load this and I have to unload it. And if I can't, then I can't ride. Anyway, it's just one wow. of my motivational things that I had. But That's pretty cool. I don't know. I think back to some things that I bought that was super smart, and then I was more stupid when I sold them. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you should just live from there and... Yeah, stuff should I that I should have kept and and, and never sold. Some of the Microsoft probably. stock, man. No, this is Bill Gates. It's guy. not going to be worth anything. Computers? What are you talking about? Yeah, dude? no, mine would have been certain airplanes that I. Oh, Bob Hanna talked you into an airplane. Bought and sold. He's not Bob. Actually, Hanna. no, I said Bob Hanna yeah, talked to you because I, Bob I, I know I'm joking. Yeah, no, I I was God. I think I got my license in '94 and whatever. There's a there's a saying which I tell you guys sometimes we're not. Everybody can't hear it, but Bob always gave me a slogan about oh boy, <laughs> purchasing things, and so I'll I'll tell you about that another day. That's awesome. Dude, Bob's I, did, I didn't li I didn't listen to him. I had every one of those that he told me not to have. Hey, how, not how gnarly is Bob Hanna? Like we've had him on our show so many times, and I'm like, Bob, you can't say that. Like this is back before Trump. This is like, I mean, because I, I've been doing my show since 2000, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you cannot say this stuff. He is gnarly. Bob um, doesn't care. He's Republican for real. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't dive into the politics. No, thing. I get I'm, it, I'm man. the last guy that would that would ever argue with you. And thank God we have people that think they're going to make a change because I'm not one of those guys. But <laughs> right. uh, he, he on on the other side of away from that. No, he is, and I'm pretty sure he still is. I don't see him near as much as as I used to. But uh, he's never going to change. He, he's always going to be that. <laughs> I just, he's still a prick. I mean, he just <laughs> is. He, he always was and, and still is. And I like to tell him that story, you know, as I was a kid and I was trying to get an autograph from him. And I knew his mechanic because I was already, you know, I was riding Yamahas at the time and I'd snuck into the pits at Gainesville and sat patiently, came in from practice, wiped his face off, took the shit off. I'm waiting. All right, when's the good time? I thought, okay, now's a good time. So I walk over to his mechanic and I said something about getting an autograph and he told him and Good luck, man. You would have thought I, you would have thought I'd asked him to cut his arm off and give it to me. <laughs> Need you to and I'm just like, I, yeah, I never, I never forgot that. It was like the worst thing in the world for him. And I was, only, I was the only person there. It wasn't like there was 20 people and I started a problem. I just, maybe he had bad practice sets or something. I don't know. But I, anyway, so he's still I, a prick. I still like it. Yeah, I'm, he's still a prick. I, I mean, people, people go, I can't believe. Hand of this and hand of that, and this. I go, why can't you? That's the way he's always been, is, dude. Man. My so my dad, my, my dad promoted the. Uh, we we put on the Six Flags Pro Nationals at at Six Flags over yep. Georgia, eighty four, eighty five. Yes, sir. And my dad w was on a tractor, or whatever. And then uh, Bob crashes on the uphill triple step up, and my dad goes to help him pick the bike up, 
And Bob's yelling at him. He goes, fuck you. My dad throws the bike down. He, at, from that point, my dad hated Bob Hanna from that point <laughs> forward. He was cussing my dad. I, my dad was trying to help him up. So I'm like, man, oh, yeah. but I love Bob Hanna. I absolutely love he that guy. He did the moment. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he don't hold many. He don't hold many punches, you know. And so I, I have to respect that. You know, it's like say what you feel, and not everybody. You can't keep everybody happy. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, might as well make them all unhappy. Dude. <laughs> no, that's, that's right. That's right. I always right. identified so, him with, and you like you. You kind of had this same lineage, in my opinion. You weren't a prick, but like this that same non yeah. no nonsense bullshit. Not about afraid you. to hate your competitors. Yeah, and things for sure. Like that. Yeah, Bob did yeah, not like his competitors. I mean, he wanted to have sex with their wives and girlfriends, and that's what he did. Right? No, yeah, no, he hated them. <laughs> he hated them for sure. But uh, no, just I, iconic guys that really put a, I don't know, a staple in the sport. I guess. I mean, I, I, I wish we had more of that today. I think we have a little bit of it, but. You know, hey, that personality and, and Cooper that Webb will every now and again, he'll do that. I messed uh, – Ricky was Ricky Johnson was at Loretta's, and I, he was up in the tower with us, and then he stepped out, and then me and Wygate were there. And then I go to – I think it was some race at, in Vegas or uh, Los Angeles where they had the two-row starts when Ricky flips out because – And I come around, yeah. and Jeff Ward is pulled off the, to the uh, side. <laughs> He that's so, 85. That's the, the uh, Rodeal Cup. Rodeal Cup. Yeah, yes. he was so mad that Jeff pulled off because if this was a race, <laughs> we need to race. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? They had two waves of starts, and if you the worst if you, you finished, won the, your heat race, you got you, put on the, back on the second row. wave, and Ricky was so pissed because if I was mad, back, I, yeah. yeah, he was so pissed, and I I imitated him. He looked at me and flipped me off, and I'm like, dude, I got flipped off by Ricky Johnson. I don't <laughs> care. I'm good. I'm so good with uh, it. And then this guy. Yeah, that was that's good. <laughs> Man, I, I love Ricky. I love Bob. Like, like you fall right in that line too. Yeah, a lot of personality. Yeah, I, man. I think Give that's... me more of that. Yeah, but you're one of those guys too, man. You're one of those guys as a staple, especially for Southeast dudes, oh. man. We were, God, we were fans. A lot of people right? pulling for you, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I I appreciate that. It's it's been good uh good talking to you guys and and reminiscing and uh, you know, it brings back memories when you talk about that stuff. And I I know. Some of the younger guys probably get, you know, you get tired of hearing that, oh, but we yeah. all went through it. I oh, mean, yeah. I went through it, but I, but I, I respect it. I, I liked it. I, I didn't get tired of hearing the stories and I, and I still don't to this yeah. day, even guys that were way before me. I just, it, it, I'm not a, oh, I don't know what the word is. Historian uh, or... not a his, I'm not a historian by any means, but I have a lot of respect for those guys and watched and remember my dad you know, saying their names and, you know, going to local races and, you know, yeah. watching those guys. I, nowadays, these guys, I, I don't know if they even know guys back five years before they, that. They you don't. Know? <laughs> you know, they don't. Or, or do they care? And I get it. They're busy and got a lot of shit going on. But that's it's like maybe they need to go back and watch some of that. And that's right. And because, you know, these guys just seem like they're programmed to me. And at a while, I thought, I, it's the sponsors. It's the factories. It's this. It's that. The reason they sound like robots. But I, dude, I think it's homeschooling, I, I, man. I think it's, it's they don't they don't they don't integrate with other kids. They they're not in a school, and they're just that. Sort yeah, of training I have a, facility. I disagree. Yeah, I, I I get that, and I, I wish they had that, you know, different persona about them, and that you know some I, I don't know exactly what the exact word is, but. It's just cool. There's a few guys that have a little bit of it, and and I and honestly, I think I think Cooper does too, and I think every time he'll he might a little bit, but I, I just don't know if some of them think they can really be themselves, you know. And I, I think yeah. it would uh, 
it would be cool to see that 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 realness i mean again we have to be careful these days unfortunately you, you just oh, can't offend somebody sure. or if you just don't give a <laughs> shit you we just can't go offend about it anyway. there you go yeah so worried right. about the offenses man all right David. yeah thanks man thanks for uh taking hey. about an hour with us man we've i've enjoyed it i'm sure Way more uh, we have. have. We really appreciate it. I mean, it's, it's been awesome. Yeah, good good times. We'll see you guys somewhere around the way. Yep. Thanks, brother. Thank All you. Everybody, see you. See you, Dude. The beast. The beast Come from on. the east. Come on. I, I, I don't know if I've ever had him on DMXS. I'm, and I texted Weege that. I'm like, hey, we have Damon on tonight. And I'm, I don't think I've ever had him on. He goes, are you kidding me? Not ever on DMXS? I don't think so. Well, how I'm, the heck I'm, did he answer you? Why, what a good dude, man. Like, oh, just yeah. think how much fun he's had. You know, and I'm glad that he has because, you know, like he said, the pressure, you could tell there are certain points the pressure got to him and, and bothered him. Well, but I mean, had, I, I never went to that point, but, like, I, I asked him, John, get off your phone. We got five No, minutes. I got to show you this. And then you know this guy. Yeah, do it. Yeah, I think that's really chicken of uh, of O'Mara and of uh, Lachine. Yes. I uh, I really thought they were more professional than that. I didn't think that you know when I said I was going to come out here and race to Y'all win. Y'all just making sure he never comes win. on. No, I'll have him on. Oh, yeah. Ricky will come on. They want to test this rule to see if it's fair. And now here you are. And then this guy. That's uh, so good. Dude, that's awesome. So obviously <laughs> I, I exaggerated my voice. So Ricky went and won. He comes around and, and <laughs> Jeff Ward is like faking they an pull injury. Over. He's up on the top like of it. He got oh. shot. Dudes yeah, were like, like oh, admittedly like, fall over. And then Ricky's like, and then and then Jeff Ward. <laughs> and I was totally busting his so balls. Good, yeah. man. He was like so flicking good. me off. I'm like, but you know, hey, and he was right though. He was they were trying to experiment with some cool shit. Poke I mean it's funny to poke fun at that, but he is <laughs> But he was a gnarly dude too, man. Fuck yeah, he was. But well, he was, of course he was freaking but his gnarly. Voice hadn't changed. No. He was gnarly before puberty. But just think God. about like him and Bradshaw, how much fun they've had. I mean, like Bradshaw finished racing and he's had a blast. I mean Dude, he's raced monster trucks. Monster trophy trucks, trucks, these trophy trucks. Come I mean, on. doing all this stuff like Going to ride his seven hundred. I mean, God bless doing him. Doing the big uh, heck, Ricky rode from California to Daytona one at. year. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's on a ride right now with uh, with all his all with his crew. People. No, uh, J H and okay. uh, I was talking about Ricky Johnson. No, I'm talking about Ricky Carmichael. They're okay. on. They're, they're on, on some kind of ride. Yeah, yeah. They're out since Loretta's before they've done that. They used to take off from Loretta's. Literally, Pink's husband Kerry, and, and they, they would to all the to wherever the fuck it was. Do the big loop wherever it was. They would leave from Loretta's. Wow. That's something they were all wearing suits. Yeah. Suits. Like carrying suits. briefcases of money. <laughs> yeah, they were. I mean, yeah. no they joke. Did That's what it cost to do it. I saw them on millions the, of on, dollars. I saw them on the Mert Lawwheel was with them. It was real. Mert. It, no. <laughs> literally. You know how I, Mert would always listen, show up at Loretta's. I'm not making this up like the Bigfoot thing. Mert. Travis. Bigfoot, oh, Mert so Lawwheel. you admit that it wasn't <laughs> Travis Bigfoot. You made it up. No. I was y'all thought I was making it up. It is the Travis. Dude, look Bigfoot. it up. I know y'all been listening. Google it. Look, Some Google, Google that shit. No, let the let our look fans let our tens of fans let our six fans. It's, it's Travis Bigfoot Pastrana. Yes. Okay. Are Nick, we seriously come looking on. this? Come <laughs> on. No. You know what? Next guest is gonna be Travis Pastrana. It's gonna be Travis. That's gonna Bigfoot be Travis Pastrana. Bigfoot. He's on Pastrana. here next week. He started and Nick's gonna call him and he'll, he'll be like, "Hey, man, whatever you do, I'll give you five hundred dollars. Just <laughs> go with." Bigfoot Pastrana. With 500 hey, sweat, Y'all, y'all are going to know I talked to him beforehand when he answered his phone. Travis, Bigfoot Pastrana, <laughs> can I help you? Hello, this is Bigfoot. <laughs> Come on. 
man, it's like, a blur. What the heck, and man. I go to like uh, whatever my phone to video conference call this yeah. guy, and yeah. it's like a blurry black and white footage of him like. Yeah, just right. yellow, that pose, uh, the classic. Come on. That classic pose in Seriously. a yellow Suzuki right. set of yeah, gear. Right. The one time Bigfoot wore a Suzuki right. hat. It's like, what the heck, man? All these sightings, and he only saw him in a Suzuki hat Dude, once. Dude, Damon was, Damon, like, he started off slow, and the crescendo, like, just lined him yep. up. Yeah, man. God, he was so much better than I thought. He was such a fun I guy to watch, man. I thought he would be good. God, he was fun to watch. Think about that image of him as a kid, red and white Yamaha is just burned into your, you when, know, when your we started memories. talking about the the ruts and the tracks, yeah. he was on point. He, he, he lit up. He, he lit was up. like, oh, I don't like it at all. I don't yeah. like this shit. <laughs> no, and, and again, no dis, dis, you know, disrespect to the track builders. No, everything evolves. I, yeah. I need to have whoever from whoever's handling this stuff on the show and like tell us what you're Dirt thinking. Work, I want to know. They'll tell us. MX Sports. And not, well, it's yeah. even local stuff, and I think it's a lot to do with the bikes. Man, but no, it's local. It's local stuff because they're trying to emulate to get their guys ready for that. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's created this it's, one. It, it was never that until it was that. Until it when was it was that, that we didn't we do gotta that. We got to create that condition, and we got to have it every week, Look all the all time, these, no matter like, what. I wanted Seriously? to get, I wanted to go away because I I can't ride. Those I cannot ruts. ride that. <laughs> I remember going Heck, to. I'd be sitting down paddling with my feet. Dude, oh, there's yeah. one place that we went in North Georgia, and I, that was the scariest I've ever been. I'm like, dude, I would say motocross or it was, was a motocross it? track, and I, it was. I would much it rather might have been thirty percent ruts, and I'm mm. like, dude, I'll never do this again. I cannot do that. It's not fun. It is not fun. <laughs> it's so hard to, to the not weekend warrior, to the guy you're trying to introduce to the sport. If he shows up at this practice track, he's out. With, he's out, dude. Yeah. I'm not. I cannot do that. I don't like no, that because it. it no. Like I said, we've ridden quite a bit, and sometimes it's impossible. And so somebody that hasn't, and ridden, I'm the dorkiest of the dorks, and I'm telling you, I'm that guy. I'm the first day guy every time I show up. <laughs> No matter where I go, hey, it's the first the day ever. I'm like, beginner. whoa, this is so I scary. I can tell you this. When I go Not ride, like it. if I go to one of these local tracks and practice, there's a couple of them in particular that the corners, like they rut up like that. And Not into it. I go right around them. I, Look, like, dude, I, 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 mean, I told I Kyle like at Bremen, I'm like, dude, all these flat turns, all these flat turns with no berms, stop it. Yeah. Give me, get, I need bowl berms, dude. I, I need Every turn needs a ginormous bowl berm. All of them do. Like Sky they View, all do. Like Skyview Drive by your you house. You damn right. Oh, that thing used to be like you six damn feet right, tall dude. every yeah. turn. You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. They all need bull berms. Because who can do a flat turn? Uh, I, I, if there's 100 of us here, how many can do it effectively? Yeah. Four of us? Right. And then what about the 96 dorks after yeah, that? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was awesome. They're either going down or high side. No, they're going on Thornton Road doing wheelies and stealing <laughs> fucking yeah. yahoos from... Leaving Quick trip or whatever. Little tiny Timberland prints all yeah, over the Five foot size <laughs> five Timberlands. Size five Timberlands. Dude, don't nobody want that. I'm telling you. Easy jumps. Like I told Kyle, like there was a point where, and we 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 caved. Like this is Tunnel Hill. This is after Tunnel Hill and that $20,000 pro purse that we were just talking to Damon about where we built jumps that would cut your body in half. They were so Y'all point, built some like that. I spent the so, night in the hospital. The only time I ever spent the night in the hospital then pointy was jumps. when y'all had pointy jumps. Pointy-ass jumps. I'm talking about if you could draw Zero forgiveness. Point, point. And I said, hey, Kyle, if you walked into Walmart every time, 
and you just and some guy was there and he just kicked the fuck out of your knee. Or he just took a razor blade and no. sliced your. Well, I'm guts just saying, open. if he just kicked the shit out of your knee, you're like, oh, and you went to the hospital. Just a liver how shot. Many, how many times would you go to the to you're, Walmart? You're not going to Walmart no. anymore. But if you went to Walmart and and you made you a tripped, pleasant and you experience. and you tripped and fell into some cotton balls. Say you oh, tripped okay. in the pillow I got, Okay, I'm good. I can handle that. Well, that's what our track like said, ultimately evolved into. It all needs to be safe. The you want most fun back. I've had on a motorcycle in quite some time was even riding that that Harry. hog of an XR around that track, that <laughs> Grand Prix track. You're just I mean, bragging fun, about man. your shaving kit, man. My I, shaving I can kit, feel I could it. shave. I had extra parts in there. I like that the dude sold you the bike with, uh, hey, man, uh, this is his boss. He's... Like drag racing I know title it's a good for title, motorcycle. five thousand dollars. He can't be here. I got to sell this bike to you with no shirt the, on. These three XRs we bought, you bought. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I had extra parts in my shaving kit, man. During a motor. Oh, he did. He carried wrenches. I mean, you know, Never that's part them. of what made the track feel so good. That's one thing. These top pros, they need to carry wrenches on their back fender to preload the suspension, if you make the bike yeah. stick in the turns. Those XRs stuck in the turns, and you know it's because, because of your shaving. These kit. XR kits that have little leather pouches on the back. We call yeah. them sh- they're shaving kits. Honda should have never went away from that. Jet's bike should have a shaving kit. You can Chase's clean shave bike it. should have it. <laughs> yeah, well, they look the so line. much better on the line. I ordered one for my 450. Thank you. Good. Maybe you'll get it started. Maybe HRC will catch on. Yeah. Can we get Lars on and talk about shaving kits? Sure. Well, you know, you could keep a couple of, you know, I would keep up with the times. Really keep a little couple power gels in there. It's you just know. so obvious why so the XR performs. you have to stop performs. and snack. Yes. Just oh, no slip in the turns, man. You just leave the throttle wide open. I'm just thinking, man. Twenty pounds kit. of shaving kit. <laughs> it's all sprung weight. Twenty son. pounds. What kind of? We want the most sprung wow. weight we can have. I want that thing to <laughs> compress three Norelcos and rebound. Three Norelco shavers. Sure. I don't need three, but that's how many I'm carrying. That's right. You want me to win, one. or you want hey, me to it's lose? One for my face and one for each leg. <laughs> one for my and for whatever else may come up, and I'm whatever else might need touch ups. Yeah. Get some skating by that, Randy. Yeah, we're gonna need somebody to work on the uh, the the third XR. What number was that? What number did you run up triple there? Triple Lot. Were you? Yeah, it's the Triple Lot. Yeah, we, the Triple Lot does not crank. Dang hmm. it! I could never find a plug wrench, man. We got. We need. So you're telling <laughs> me they, they don't make to. one? <laughs> yeah, they, they make one back in '86. He told us we need a mechanic, but we haven't changed the plug yet. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get to the spark plug. I want to saw this. It is a forty-year-old motorcycle. It could be a spark plug. I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by the fact that you cannot like no. You went everywhere looking for tools for that. I have. Th- I got three from Greg Day, and I'm like, look, man, it's got a weirdo thing down in there, and you can't get the can't get the socket in there. He goes, oh, I got what you need, and he does have XR stuff. We're gonna take I, it uh, to take the motor out and send it to Japan to get the get spark plug changed. Get this plug. <laughs> Yeah, he's a one this spark plug for you. We're gonna go kidnap an old jet. It'd be Four easy. thousand instead of, dollars. Instead of sending it to Japan, I'm gonna fly over. You should take the motor on. Rent one on. of those little yes. cave vans, and no, I'm gonna kidnap rent an old Japanese man? guy, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, cave van, like one of those little bitty tiny vans. Cave van. I thought he said rent a caveman. Cave man. Cave in Japan. Those are the big. Those would be the tiniest caveman ever. I'm gonna kidnap. You should. Mr. Honda's great nephew. Great nephew. triple great nephew. Yes. No, not even that. I want an old guy like Mr. Miyagi. Sure. Oh, I changed his park plug. Mr. Honda <laughs> Kawasaki. This yeah. is back when motorcycle have a foot peg like a chopstick. 
Yep. I mean, yep. they did have chopsticks for foot pegs. You know, it's a miracle we didn't slip and slide. <laughs> but yeah, we do. We I can't get the spark plug out. The frame rail is in the way. I, if I can saw hey, out a so section of frame listen, rail, we'll be good. Anybody, li- anybody listening <laughs> that has all, ticks, all, tips, and tricks, all twelve people that are listening. Send John a message. Send send me a message. <laughs> Somebody can change. Help a spark this guy plate. out. They can change a spark without plate. sawing a frame rail in half. <laughs> I, that's if I can get rid of the frame rail, I can change this plug <laughs> all day long. Why did they put it like that? Didn't it's like, like the XR four hundreds have the uh, like the oil ran through the frame? Probably that? that was a wet sump or dry sump it had some name. <laughs> the know. early YZ four hundred, the first four stroke, it had oil in the. Frame. I had a question from a guy. I'd never. Heck, I it didn't had think an oil cap. In your steering tube. I know back in that time period, we used to talk about wet humping and dry humping, but I don't think... Uh, wet never... something. <laughs> wet something and dry something. Started with, Randy no. Richards, you ever uh, wet humped? No, Randy well, Richardson. it starts as a dry hump and turns into a... Well, if you, if you get a five-gallon bucket thrown on you... In high school, it turned into a wet hump. Yeah, eventually. Randy, you got any, anything? Tips and tricks. Tips yeah. and tricks. Yeah. Turn it dry to wet. Yep. Five-gallon bucket. Yeah, throw that five-gallon <laughs> bucket on there, and we'll be good to go. Oh, boy. Like a wet dog. I wanted to ask Bradshaw about the motocross donations, and I kept thinking, we've kept him too long. We've kept him too long. You, you definitely did. Yeah. Send him a letter. <laughs> he was talking about that. I'll handwrite him a letter. Dear Damon. <laughs> I wanted to know if he has an airstrip at his house. Dear Damon, it's John. It's been a long time From since we talked. <laughs> Dear I was just, I was just wondering. I wanted to ask you about your landing strip. I hope this letter finds you well. What if we talk about your landing strip, you weirdo? Do do you keep your landing strip mode? Is your landing strip freshly manicured? Whatever. Hi, Damon. It's John from the show. In the show. This is I hope this letter finds you well. (laughs) We're leaving. Hopefully, everything's good. Queer. You know, I said a couple things that I regret. Remember that time? Remember that time you jumped that jump, you flew over the tabletop, and you jumped off your bike? That was awesome. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. Is doctor really a doctor? <laughs> yeah, did Doug Dubak actually take care of people when they crashed? Yeah. Why, did the doctor why didn't he help you, you when you crashed? He was and a doctor. I, you know what else I wanted to ask him? He had a 25-point lead in 92. He did. Or 28, maybe. Yes. And he lost all the points in Indy, and I cannot remember what happened at Indy. Something <laughs> happened. No, he kept w- racing. Where's the doctor at? The Dr. D box. Dr. D. Paging Dr. D. Paging Dr. D. Get the, uh, we need to page Dr. D on the dang, you know, announcer. Paging Dr. D. Dr. D. Please report to the white courtesy phone. Dr. D. I'll never get tired. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. Is there a doctor on the plane? Paging Dr. Faggot. Yes. Whoa! Whoa! That was a thing from the show. It doesn't matter. Old school. <laughs> no, what was it? It was Hangover. Hangover. Not old school. I like how y'all y'all say whatever. Listen. Yeah, I that was John. If, if anybody has any questions, send all the hate email to, <laughs> I got to hit, John Watkins. I got hit by a four and a half year old. Oh, he yeah, goes, that's right. Yeah, he comes up, and he, I can he's reared back. He's got his arm back, and I'm like, what is this kid? He's coming at me, man. Yes. He's drawn. True he's, story. And he comes up, smacks me in the back, you know, and he's like, you said a bad word on the podcast. His and I'm like, four-year-old son, A, why are you letting your four-year-old son listen to our podcast? B, Brailler. Four, and Brailler yes. came and smacked <laughs> he John. He hit me in the back, just took me down, man, a hard hit. He did. He said... 
you should go Who's inside this? and put yourself in time AB, out. The guy that drug his wet balls over your brailer. Sorry, your brailer dad. Brailer Bennett. I, Bra- Bra- I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but I whoop a four-year-old's ass. <laughs> but like but hey, no, Brailer is the guy, his dad. His dad is who crawled all over all our bikes over with a purple hat with on his balls. naked. Awesome. Anthony Bennett. So the and apple don't fall the fall far from the bald ball. Was the kid? <laughs> yeah. They come over to my house to ride the mini bike track, and Braylor goes real fast hey, around the track. You, you know? did not. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Maybe he's the one that robbed you. No. There's another one. No. There it is. No. There it is. No. No. One of those does. Hi, Paige. Hey, you said a bad word. <laughs> you should put yourself in timeout. That's what, Fuck off, kid. Kid. That's what the kids said. That's what the kids said. Sorry about that cuss word. But not really. <laughs> Suck it, kid. <laughs> yeah, so I do need to make sure I dial it down a notch on that. You did good. Yeah. yeah until I didn't. Suck it, kid. Man, I didn't, okay. I didn't change the voice. It's okay. It's Thanks hot. for being here tonight, everybody. Yeah, we're done. John, Nick, you guys good? Yes, we're Two good. Two and a half. Love you guys. Loved it. David Bradshaw was awesome. He's a trophy truck man.